This episode of Talk Cricket contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Talk Cricket, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. And I'm Carrie. And we're going to take our shots. So pause your stuff, get your shots ready, and let's go. Uh, Clink. Clink. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Ooh. Ooh. Ugh. It took us too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took us too long. And that lime's not nearly as juicy as they no. usually are. Sorry. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Your face is amazing right now. Ugh. I wish I had a picture. <laughs> I didn't think your, you don't. your face could get that scrunched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. You need this. Yes. Drink it all. Drink down the tequila and more tequila. We went old school today, y'all. We went back to handmade margaritas today because I've got to get rid of all the liquor we have in my fridge from when we were making our own every week. <laughs> yeah. We need so. to get rid of that, that last bottle <laughs> before we converted from gold to silver. Yeah. <laughs> Which seems like it would be a step down, but not yeah. in tequila. <laughs> nah. Definitely Silver's not. Silver's better in any oh, form. Oh, gosh. So much better. I love it so much. Silver's my favorite jewelry. Mm-hmm. I hate gold jewelry. Me too. So It doesn't look great with my skin tone either, so yeah. there's that. But Oh, my God. Every year, I made it very clear to my grandmother that I hated gold jewelry. Mm-hmm. Because she always liked to get me jewelry for Christmas. And she would get me gold jewelry. And I started just making it extremely clear I didn't want it. I'll be goddamned hmm. if every year she didn't get me like six pieces of gold jewelry that I never fucking wore. Ugh, what a w- fucking waste of money. I know. I'm like, if you're gonna spend it, at least get it in silver. Something I'll wear. Yeah. So, pro tip to um, my future significant other. Hmm. If you're listening to this, do not <laughs> get me a gold ring. If you're listening. <laughs> Don't get me a gold ring, I'll kill you. Oh my. <laughs> Why women kill. And make it look like an accident. Oh yeah, I'm going to plug that. They're not paying us, but damn if that show isn't good. Um, of course, we're like a month ahead right now, but um, I just watched the first two episodes last night and I love it. Nice. It's so good. So what it is, is it's a show on CBS. But it's on CBS All Access because Mm -hmm. it's mature content. Yeah. So it's only streaming Mm -hmm. through their streaming service. So um, I think it's like six bucks a month or something like that. But um, I'm just going to have it for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. While this show is on, because I want to support and make sure that, like, they, I get the number, I contribute to getting the numbers up for a show I believe in, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's really, really a fun show. So, it, it <laughs> follows three different families in the same house in three different generate in three different times. Ooh. It's three different owners of the house. And it's three different couples. Wow. It's 
really cool. So there's one like in the 60s, there's which is Jennifer Goodwin and her husband. Mm-hmm. And then there's one in the 80s, which is Lucy Liu and her husband. And then one in the uh, in modern times. And um, oh, what's her name? Um, it's it's more. So it's uh, the third one, of course, is modern times. So it's a it's a couple with an open marriage and the wife is bisexual and blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm chaos ensues it looks really really good i gotta find (laughs) this actress's name because she's amazing and i don't know what i've seen her in this might be the first thing that i've seen her in so hang on but it's really fun to then tell your husband so i've been watching i got really into this new show called why women kill and just let that sink in (laughs) (laughs) oh okay kirby howell baptiste is the uh the the third wife's name nice and um alexandra daddario's in it um there's a bunch of other people in it that you'll recognize and that everyone will recognize. It's just, it's really, really good so far. And I'm really, really loving it. I'm loving how they, they're, they're, they're showing the things that husbands, the, the kind of classic things that husbands do that piss off their fucking, fucking piss off their wives and yeah. stuff like that. And <laughs> it's so funny because I'm just go ahead and spoil the very, very beginning of episode two. So there's a neighbor who's lived in his house next door to this house to the the main house for his whole life oh wow and um so like it and it shows that a murder is going to happen at each stage oh and of course it's the husband because it's yeah why women kill you know what i'm saying yeah and so he's like so i was growing up on this street and then i saw and this this rich couple moved in ac- next door and they seemed so happy and then i saw the body bag or whatever and i looked at my mom and said asked her what could have happened and she said, um, what did she say? Death is cheaper than divorce or something like that. Or no, um, or we don't know what's, I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so then in the 80s, the the next Lucy Lou and her husband move in. He's like, then a, another couple moved in and they seemed so, uh, they seemed so happy and in love. And then, then I said, and then, then again, another love story ended in murder. And I looked at my fiance and she said, she, he said, I can't believe so love story would end this way. And she said, looked at him and said, I can. (laughs) (laughs) And then another. Oh my God. It's so good. It's that kind of thing though. Where, oh, it's just, it's dry. It's got this awesome, classy, like femme fatale type music in the background. Mm. And it's just, it seems really empowering and really funny and really dark and so fun. And (laughs) I'm just really excited about it. (laughs) Do you know how many episodes there are going to be? I don't. Mm. Um, I can find out. I know they're on two right now. It comes out on Thursdays. Okay. Um, but it's on all access, so you can watch it whenever. It's like the top search on my IMDb right now. <laughs> ten. There's gonna oh, be ten. Okay. And then I'm sure there's gonna be a season two because this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And like the titles are so cute. It's like I'd like to kill you, but I just washed my hair. <laughs> and yeah. I killed everyone he did, but backwards and in high heels. Ooh. <laughs> practically lethal in every way <laughs> it's just Aww, so cute i love, I love it. it i love it so yeah so that's what i've been watching that's what nice. i did with myself and i started watching euphoria which is very intense <laughs> and very dark and i needed a break oh <laughs> after yeah two episodes yeah so. <laughs> i watched monty python this weekend Yay! And, yeah and i went on a little little trip uh, to reward myself before school started, and school started today, mm-hmm. and um, I'm an idiot. <laughs> what did 
would. Why? I, I mean, we've already, we've talked about it already. I just operate at peak dumbass constantly. Did, I don't remember already. What happened? Oh, the, well, one, the ID card thing. Well, okay. Yeah. You needed to flip your card around. Yeah. 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 I didn't get it after the third time I swiped it. Um, <laughs> and, and I got on the bus and they changed the bus routes so now my bus route home takes 20 minutes because it takes me through the bypass instead of just going directly to where my house is. And like the shuttle? Yeah. The campus shuttle or mm-hmm. whatever thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They changed all the routes this year. Oh, no. I wonder so, why. Well. It must be some sort of efficiency reason. Yeah. Well, I thought, sure, that I could get to my chiropractor appointment at 2. Oh, no. It made you late? Oh, okay, that sucks. I was 10 minutes late. That sucks. Yep. Did you tell them why? Yep. Okay. I was like, I'm very sorry. This is not a normal thing. No, <laughs> Kay's 30 minutes of early, always. Yeah. <laughs> My class even got out early. I was like, I'll, I'll make it there, no problem. I'll make it there right now. <laughs> and, and then the bus turned, and it made a turn after we'd already asked him if he was going to this certain place that we needed to be at. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And then he turned the opposite direction. And I just kind of looked at it and I went, well, I can't walk home from here now. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hot. Yeah, well, it was also, it and was raining, raining and yeah. it was a bad part of town. So I was just like, oh, great. Th- this is what's happening now. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Yeah. Cool. Just, just should have gotten off at DSU and walked. All right, well, this is not what we're talking about today. Today, we decided we'd swing back down the true crime pendulum. And uh, today we are talking about home invasions. Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm I'm excited about it. Me too. Um, So this is the type. So let's, okay, let's... Instead of just straight defining what we're talking about, let's talk about what we're not talking about. Like, what is home invasion not? Okay. Because a lot of times it can be paired with other things. It's kind of like, I don't know. Hang on. So, it's home invasion is not robbery mm-hmm. and it's not burglary. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Yeah. Um, all robberies are home invasions, but not all home invasions are robberies. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's not to say that opportunity might strike to where it's like, oh, I'm going to break into your house, torture you and terrify you to your core. And then I'm also going to take your China. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or, you know, oh, you're trying to take the China. Yeah. Just don't take my TV. <laughs> like you're. Oh God, not the China. Oh God. <laughs> not my PlayStation. Um. <laughs> no, don't say that. Then they'll take the PlayStation. Oh God, no. What would I do? Don't take my phone. <laughs> Just don't take my phone. Oh, God, please, not the curtains. <laughs> not my buttons. Not my gumdrop buttons. I paid three million dollars <laughs> for those. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> please, God, don't take the PlayStation. <laughs> seriously. Uh, but for real, though. <laughs> um. Though my insurance covers it, so it's fine. But still. Uh, well, I figure that would be justifiable 
justifiable homicide, they're already to in hunt your house. Someone down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, in Kentucky, it is. Because mm-hmm. we lock our guns. Uh, uh, no, literally, it is. I was looking up justifiable justifiable homicide mm-hmm. in my research and seeing like what states had laws on that kentucky if anyone is in your house it doesn't matter what's happening if they're in your house and they're not supposed to be in your house and they're threatening you yeah well, or they don't even have to be really threatening there. you like if you walk in on a burglar yeah you can kill Bam. them oh wow yeah and they're dead and you're fine you get off it they don't have to be making an effort to come at you like whoa yeah so all don't right. break all into right. a gun owner's home I, in kentucky yeah don't break in anyone's house where yeah. i live let me tell you <laughs> everybody's got guns um so oh shit i just lost my whole train of thought that's crazy yeah i was looking up the laws because i was curious that's so weird yeah because some places you have to make a reasonable effort to get away in kentucky fuck it if you're in my house, I'm shooting you. What if you're pregnant? <laughs> if you're in that person's house, <laughs> you're fucked. No, I'm just I was saying, like, if they're in your house and you're pregnant. It's my house, I'm pregnant, and someone's in my house, and I you kill them. You can kill them. Yeah. Does that mean I get... What if, I, what if the stress causes me to miscarry? <laughs> then it's on them. I'm sorry. Then I get charged with manslaughter uh anyway no. sorry that was a horrible joke anyway <laughs> that was a horrible joke Disabled. all right yeah so <laughs> it didn't land okay <laughs> so um so this is a different class of criminal right here home invasion mainly involves someone whose main goal isn't necessarily to acquire material objects or money so if you remember back in our robbery episode i talked about the psychology behind robbers and people who rob and things like that this is people most of those are drug motivated and they want money. Yeah. But they also want the thrill of you being there. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. this is not money driven. This is, I enjoy invading someone's space. I want to be in your face. I'm, my goal is to break in and give myself a thrill by torturing you in some way or mm-hmm. assaulting you in some way. This is where we get into hostage situations, rape, and then a lot of times it can then escalate to murder. So yeah. um, the easiest example I could think of is the Golden State Killer. So like mm-hmm. this is where we get into Golden State ki- Killer type territory. Yeah. He is fucking terrifying. So, um, but again, it doesn't necessarily have to involve murder. He, of course, did eventually go on to murder, which is why yeah. he's called the Golden State Killer for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. But for a long time, it was the Visalia. He was also the Visalia Ransacker, East mm-hmm. Area Rapist. He really, really enjoyed invading people's space and that kind of thing. So, And just a moment on invading space. Like I, don't, like, I get really irritated when people get in my space. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like they don't have to be in my house or anything like that. Just your personal if, bubble. This like, is like your PSA get, to, like, step yeah. the fuck back. Okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I get irrationally angry if they get too close to me. But if, like, they're getting too close to me and they're, like, enjoying that they're making me uncomfortable, that's when I get really fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. And I start throwing fucking punches. <laughs> because, fuck off. Seriously. You're too close. It's creepy. It's I'll fucking creepy. I'll slit your throat. Like, when, when I used to work um i mean you still work in retail but like when i worked face-to-face retail those people Mm -hmm. who you would be like putting movies away on the shelves and then they would get too close to you and you'd step back and they'd like step towards you yeah dude take the fucking cue old ladies are really bad about like reaching out and like touching me yeah and like grabbing my arm and i'm like whoa 
don't fucking touch strangers yeah <laughs> well and also like the guys who'll lean over the counter Ugh. A- at you like Ugh. while you're counting out change that makes me uncomfortable i've like slammed like the door a shut fucking bar yeah well i've slammed the cash drawer shut and waited until they got out of my space because I'm like, okay, now There's money it, here. Yeah, you're making me think you're gonna <laughs> steal from my drawer. So until you back off, I'm not opening this. There's a counter here for a reason, sir. Yeah, <laughs> don't cross the threshold. Yeah. Ugh, it's so gross. So okay, so um, home invaders are a very different breed. Um, they enter an occup like I said, they enter an occupied residence or one they believe is occupied using forced entry, violence, shock, and intimidation. Yeah. Um, they restrain family members, may torture them or hold them hostage, ransack the house, may rape and may kill. They tend to be violent and brutal and home invasion is a very traumatizing experience for the victims, uh, for the survivors. Sorry. Um, if there are survivors. Yeah. Um, while... The more professional burglars, so this is where we get into like burglary and and robbery and how it's different is that like most of the time burglars tend to pride themselves on like their stealth and skill and like experience and just they're just there to like experience the thrill and like some sense of like pride yeah at getting away with it without being detected you yeah. know what I'm it's that like ooh <laughs> i can do this it's kind of like fucking someone in a bathroom stall like you might get caught but like yeah. if you don't it's like ooh, we got away with it yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that's what makes it exciting um, not that I know anything about that because I am a chicken. So, um, <laughs> but I imagine, <laughs> I imagine that that is what it's like. That would be gross in a public bathroom. Yes, it would. Public restrooms really gross me out. Yeah. Especially at like bars and stuff. Ugh. Ugh. So gross. So much vomit. Okay. So <laughs> home invaders, by contrast, are very confrontational. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the point. Yeah. The attack on the home and its occupants is a part of their rush. Um, they're not just seeking material things, but sometimes vengeance for real or imagined offenses and very often a reputation on the street. So this mm-hmm. is a big thing with gangs, it turns out. Oh. Um, uh, burglars tend to operate alone, while home invaders tend to operate in groups. But not always, of course. Um, and the scarier ones are the ones who operate alone, I, be- I think. Yeah. Honestly. Um, because there's no, you can't blame any sort of hive mind mentality or anything like that. It's just you being a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Um. Uh, yeah, American Horror Story in the first season hit us really hard with this mm-hmm. in the second episode. Yes. The second fucking the episode. The second episode. That's the girl that got cut in half, right? No. They were like, serial killer crazy people no it, the girl who got no. cut in half was the black dahlia the serial killers were the ones they were the people they were like doing the serial killer tour or something like yeah. that yeah and she got cut she she was in his office being she was casing the, the house and she was in his office talking about a dream <gasps> yes where she yeah. got cut in half okay. by an elevator or something yeah. crazy like that and then yeah. she ends up getting cut in half because yeah what's his face gets her yeah evan peters mm-hmm Love you. Um, <laughs> let's make out. Okay. So, um, oh, God. That first season is so amazing. Oh, it is. It is so unbelievably flawless. Oh, my God. It definitely goes Hill House and then season one of American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. For me. Um, okay. 
I also saw the new trailer for it. And it looks really fucking good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the fucking old lady creeps me the fuck out. I didn't see that one. It was a different teaser. I didn't know James McAvoy was in that movie. Mm-hmm. And Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. My two loves. <laughs> Anyway, back to this horrible story, uh, to this horrible information. <laughs> so, um, a lot of times, like I said, they are the they have a ga- the perpetrators have a gang affiliation, um, or they could be less tightly connect uh, or be less tightly connected. A, a group of offenders who, sorry, a group of offenders who has decided to join together for a specific criminal enterprise, short term independent contractors, if you will. It could be like an organized crime situation, kind of like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Um. For many offenders, crime is their main source of income. So they see it as their pr- profession. Um, and the more organized and professional ones will be running a business, often a lucrative one. Um, the home invaders know the occupants. and if, Okay, so here's the thing that really fucking creeps me out. Oh. Is a lot of times home invaders know the occupants and they have targeted them because of they know them. <gasps> I didn't fucking know that. Oh. That's so scary. That's like so many people sit, like are so scared of being murdered by a stranger, but you're like way more likely to be murdered by someone you know. Oh, yeah. Or be robbed by someone you know. Yeah. That's sickening. It's so scary. Um, a lot of times like kidnappings and stuff like that happen with people that you know. It's yeah. never some random dude. Well, it's not never, but it's almost never some random person. Yeah. Um they cased you first mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. how they, or they can get in. they groomed your kid first. Yeah. Um, or your entire family, uh, if you watch Abducted in Plain Sight. Um, so the occupants of the house, actually, of the home inva- that it, that's being invaded, they, they, they can, are often involved in some sort of criminal activity themselves. So it's like an inward Ooh. type of situation a lot of the time. Um, and the invaders are seeking cash or drugs or maybe looking for information, like on pending court cases. Oh, really? Or as a co- or w- like with a co-defendant de- co- or seeking vengeance over a drug deal gone bad or someone acting as an informant. You know, snitches get stitches or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> um, snitches get stitches, bitch. Um, <laughs> An obvious preventative measure, of course, is to just not be involved in anything criminal. Yeah. So there's that. Um, <laughs> and as scary as that seems, and that kind of seems to isolate things a little bit more, but that number, 60 to 70% of, re- of these reported crimes are perpetrated by family, friends, or acquaintances. That number's fucking huge. That's too high. Y'all, yeah. y'all bitches. <laughs> fuck everybody here's the thing fuck everyone like that's the reigning quote of my life now like you can't trust anyone doesn't that make you want to never leave your house again yeah even though your house is not safe apparently yep so um makes me never want to leave my underground bunker again Uh, right (laughs) so a lot of things can go into making someone like this it can be abuse it can be it's very very similar to what we discussed in robbery so i didn't Mm -hmm. really want to go down that path again with a with my back with my psych portion of this i decided to kind of instead focus on the victims and survivors i should say okay and how this kind of an event can um really can really change you and i decided to actually go more mild with it because 
it's inc- and just everything I say, multiply it times 50. Because even just a simple bur- burglary can mm-hmm. fuck you up. Yep. Imagine if someone came in, tied you up, and held you hostage and did horrible things to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine if that's what happened. Yeah. How would you ever function? Like, I mean, of course, and of course, that's not to say that people don't recover. Yeah. Obviously, people recover all the time. But just like in my own panic-stricken mind, I'm just like, oh my God, I would never leave my room. Yeah. I would sit in my bed with a baseball bat and starve to death. Yeah. <laughs> and I, no one would blame you. Like Exactly. So this is an article that I found. Um, so this is written by somebody who experienced a burglary, a home invasion. Um, it's called the PTSD of home burglary. So um, what would burglars take if they broke into your home? For Brian Blickenstaff... Blickenstaff? Blickenstaff. Yep. Yep. Brian. Uh, <laughs> Brian B. <laughs> material losses pale in comparison to the psychological. So this is from, this was written um, in 2014, but it's been updated. It was updated in 2017. So. Okay. May might be spring in most places, but it's definitely summer in southern Mississippi. Oh, oh man. We're in the deep south, y'all. <laughs> the very deep the south. The deepest of the south. Mississippi, I believe <laughs> they call it down there. Uh, we got back to, should I read, I can't read this in a Southern accent. (laughs) We got back to our friend's place. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) A little past midnight, having walked across the city from our favorite bar, where surrounded by close friends, we just celebrated our imminent going away. Tomorrow, even though it didn't seem real, would be our last day in the United States before moving to Germany. Oh. We were already living out of suitcases, drunk on the mix of nostalgia and excitement you experience when you realize your life is about to change. Oh, my God. So they're, like, literally the highest excitement. Oh. Yeah. I remember seeing the muddy boot print on the side, of, on the side door, but somehow didn't think much of it. I just put the key in and turned. Not smart, y'all. <laughs> always check mm-hmm. you see something out of place you call the cops immediately don't go inside yep oh my god i'm but i can't say much i'm the person that runs in looking to see how i can to, stop the situation uh, I, my only thought would be oh my god my dog like that's my only thought <laughs> well i i run to stevie's room well yeah and make sure nothing's amiss in there and then i check the rest of the mm-hmm. house which makes sense yeah. I mean, it's like having a child in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, inside the living room, I found my backpack on the floor, not the couch where I left it. An old set of military fatigues were on the kitchen linoleum. This was strange, but it's funny how your mind can turn out a narrative to just to make sense of just about anything. Mm-hmm. Nathan, the friend we were staying with, was an ex-Marine. He'd left the day before for a weekend with at his family's house on the Gulf Coast, about an hour drive from his place in Hattiesburg. I figured he'd forgotten something, maybe his laundry. I imagined him coming in, cursing through his month, uh, cursing through his months-old military discharge beard, and, cur- and hurrying out with an armload of dirty clothes. Mm-hmm. I picked up my backpack and found my laptop missing. Oh! At the same moment, my wife Irene came back from the bedroom. I think we've been robbed, she said. The awareness that the burglars might still be in the house washed over us simultaneously, and without talking, we walked out the front door, which we discovered had been kicked in and called the cops from the front yard. Two cars arrived quietly, no lights, no sirens, and we waited as the police cleared the house. 
One stayed behind as we took inventory of our missing stuff, my computer and e-reader, in addition to some of Nathan's things. Any weapons? The officer asked. In Nathan's room, I lifted his mattress and looked for the 9mm I knew he kept there, but it was gone. Oh, God. Ugh! The burglars had also taken his marine issue kabar, kabar, kabar? I don't know. A a knife. (laughs) They took a knife. (laughs) They took a knife. Uh, uh, That's not a knife. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a knife in your pocket or, uh, that's a knife. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but whoever, that whoever, that whoever had done this was now definitely armed horrified me. But the cops seemed almost relieved. Be sure your friend gives us the serial number when you get a hold of him, he said, referring to the gun. I doubt it'll be too long before it turns up. We couldn't feel safe, obviously, despite the officer's assurance that they'd come, a- that they'd come by throughout the night to check on the house. I wouldn't fucking stay. <laughs> I wouldn't either. We spent hours trying to get a hold of and they're not it's not even their house. It's their friend's house that they're staying in. Yeah. Oh, it's so awful. I'd be so fucking pissed. We spent hours trying to get a hold of Nathan and his family, racked with guilt the whole time, feeling somehow responsible for something that we couldn't have anticipated and likely couldn't have prevented even if we'd been home. Mm -hmm. Still, I was at once relieved and disappointed that we hadn't been there when the burglars came. And that's the thing, like with men, a lot, most men, a lot of times this kind of thing happens and they feel it. Even, like, where women, I mean, we feel violated and scared a lot of the time anyway. Mm-hmm. This is where I feel like men feel it the most, is when stuff like this happens, because they feel like they should have protected their territory. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That, that like, caveman instinct kind of yeah, kicks in. Yeah, it's, it's basal. Like, yeah, like, I have, I should have protected my partner. I should have been here to protect my, my property. And yeah. uh, it makes you feel powerless, mm-hmm. which is scary for men <laughs> a lot yeah. of the time. Hashtag not all men, but still. But I wouldn't know anything about that. I don't know anything about that. (laughs) Feeling powerless? Oh, no. Not little old me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm not drunk enough. So (laughs) we spent... Okay. That night, I awoke from nightmares of us being taken prisoner in a home invasion and then fell back asleep into heroic dreams in which I surprised the unsuspecting robbers hiding behind the door, springing on them with a baseball bat. Shame and guilt are the kind of are the kind of quite typical feelings of victims who have experienced different kinds of traumatic events, including burglary, says Dr. Man Chung Chung (laughs) Chang Chung. I'm not being racist. That that's literally his name. A British psychologist and professor at Zayed University. Zayed. I love that name. Yeah. In the United Arab Emirates. Chung's recent work has focused on post-traumatic stress among burglary victims who frequently experience sleeplessness, depression, and anxiety, among other symptoms. Chung was quick to note that you can experience some of these symptoms and not be suffering from PTSD as well, which is interesting. I don't know. We just, we throw that term around so much, so lightly. I just wanted to, like last time and everything, I just wanted to make sure that we were like, you know, using it properly. Uh, when we talked about night terrors and all of that stuff, you know, like I just, anyway, um, you do, 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 sorry, there's like weird big pop. There's still like the big pop quotes or whatever. Oh, and it's yeah, throwing it's okay. me off. Sorry. Okay. 
Uh, you tend to have all these intrusive thoughts about the event despite not seeing the event happen, Chung says. These invasive thoughts and feelings, of course, have everything to do with the cultural importance home takes on our ta- takes on in our society. Mm-hmm. Home is almost an extension of ourselves, isn't it? Chung asks. Home is supposed to be secure. When we go home, we feel good. We can relax and so on. Home is not just a physical space. It's also a psychological space. Yep. Oh, my God. I can't tell you the release of serotonin that my brain gives <laughs> every time that I walk through my front door and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh. I'm home. <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> um, in other words, the home is an example of what, of what social scientists call a sacred space, one that we fill with material things, but also with meaning. Mm-hmm. It's where we engage in private family rituals, eating, praying, loving. It's where we let our guard down. It's a place where we set the terms and have control. Failing to govern that space and keep it safe creates a feeling of not only insecurity, but profound inadequacy. Yeah. I, yeah. Isn't that fascinating? That that all makes sense. Like, yeah. I knew it, like, at a, in here, but, like, it, it just... To have it articulated. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just... And I know that this is mostly about burglary. We're not talking about burglary. But I thought that this was just so beautifully written and just really... it. Really I think it would hit home. Yeah. yeah. Like, it really helps encapsulate, like, what... The gravity of what this is, of what people mm-hmm. are doing... These people are doing to you. Yeah. Why it feels so bad. Besides, of course, if they attack you and hold you hostage and all mm-hmm. of that horrible things. But, like, you know, th- this would shake you yeah. to your core. There were a lot. I was going to read, instead of this, I was going to read some um, survivor stories because they've just caught the Golden State Killer. And he was such a prolific home invader for mm-hmm. a long time before he was a murderer. That And there was one that um, one of the first male victims came forward. Wow. One of the guys who he had tied up and yeah. attacked his girlfriend in front of him and w- came forward and was was talking about this kind of thing and i was like no oh, that might be a little too heavy yeah <laughs> considering <laughs> that Kay's gonna do a case like yeah. i don't really <laughs> want to steal your thunder so well i was um i was reading on him a while back and like apparently he was a police officer mm-hmm. when he was doing all that mm-hmm. so no wonder he knew all the inner oh yeah and he could case and just be like oh i'm just doing a sweep yeah if someone caught him mm-hmm yeah He fucking sucks. Yep. Um, Okay. Burglary is especially traumatic because not only is this sacred space invaded, but often items of great personal value, sacred items, if you will, are stolen. Mm -hmm. Their monetary value is often less important than the sentimental value they may hold. Robbers taking an otherwise worthless clock your grandmother gave you could be more upsetting than missing thousand, than the missing seven, uh, sorry, (laughs) could be more... I'm going to start that sentence again. Robbers taking an otherwise worthless clock your grandmother gave you may be more upsetting than the missing $1,000 television, for example. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are things in your house that you can't replace. Exactly. Like antique photos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why do you do this? Because it's the one thing you can't replace. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god someone took a shit on my dad's computer somebody (laughs) broke the pool table (laughs) 
Go the worst to John thing, The worst thing is that someone stole all these old antique photos of my grandma, and my <laughs> parents are freaking out about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the afternoon after the burglary, as Nathan helped his dad fix the front door, he marveled at the fact that someone kicked it in with the na- without the neighbors noticing. Every, th- every so often, he also mentioned his mi- missing knife, which I would have given anything to get back for him at that moment. Later, my friends came over and hung out on the front porch before we hugged and choked out our last goodbyes. As they prepared to leave, I saw a young man on a bike riding in circles on the street corner. "'What's this guy up to?' I said, standing it up to get a closer look. "'Calm down, cowboy,' a friend said, laughing. The guy turned out to be younger than I thought, a teenager even. "'Riding a bike isn't illegal.'" Two years have now passed since the burglary. Just as the police officer predicted, the burglar was was later caught in the act with Nathan, with Nathan's pistol. Oh, good. He's, he's now see because and then they could tie him to it. Yeah, because they knew that that gun had been stolen. So remember, keep your shit in a <laughs> lockbox and make sure you have like serial numbers and things in like on your person and stuff like that. So that yeah, you can they can prosecute for all of it and tie tie them to everything. Mm-hmm. That um, way you might have a chance of getting some of your stuff back, Exactly. Too. Um, he's now awaiting trial for several burglaries in the neighborhood. Look at that. Yeah. But even after I moved to Germany, removing myself from the city and the country where, bad, where the burglary occurred, the robbery stayed with me. It took weeks before I stopped having bad dreams or even stopped eyeing strangers on the street near my house. Mm-hmm. The most valuable thing the burglaries took, the burglars took, was my sense of security. Every day we take our psychological space for granted, Chung says. We think we are m- almost invincible. We're not going to die now and the world is secure and my life is secure. But then when something traumatic happens, a lot of victims go, hold on, life is not actually as safe as I thought. We can't pretend what we can't predict what's going to happen to us. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think we can't trust people anymore. The world is dangerous, and then they blame themselves. So the ramifications of the event extend extend well beyond the actual home. Psychologically speaking, I asked. Yeah, he says absolutely. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. I just thought that was so much more fascinating than talking about the background of abuse and psychological issues that we've we've talked about before. Yeah. And and so many uh, so many people have talked about on many other true crime podcasts. You can there are textbooks written about this, you know, yeah, and, and, and like we all know that it's a nature versus nurture and sometimes it's just somebody who's just born with a puzzle piece missing in their brain and it's 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 a compulsion that they can't control, and a lot of times it's sociopaths and psychopaths because they don't experience the the they they still feel emotion, but not in the same way that if, that everyone else does, and so they have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing to try to like feel something. A lot of the times is what yeah. it is, or to feel any sort of rise or any sort of you know, and it just I don't know. It's just. I thought it was really interesting to really delve into why home invasion is actually so traumatic to people. Yeah, because, you know, home is where, you know, you make memories, you... You sleep. Yeah. You you know? You have... I don't know. To me, like, home... It's where you you let go. Yeah. 
like oh oh my god when i had my apartment for a while Mm -hmm. it would piss me off so much because my roommate wouldn't always lock the door when she would leave and i'm like we don't have a security system like your parents do you listen here dumbass yeah <laughs> you obviously don't have any sense of what the fuck this world is capable no. of why won't you lock the goddamn door and like our store had just been robbed yeah and shit like that like it god what a fucking idiot yeah and oh my god it was just she wanted to keep our key somewhere outside and i'm like no mm. She's like, oh, but sometimes I'll lock myself out. And I'm like, well, then too fucking bad. Maybe you won't do that next time. <laughs> we have a lockbox. Well. With that, a combination. That's different. Yeah. This was, this was community. This was like, let me just leave a key under the mat. It, well, not even under a mat. Under this weird thing that you could pull up from the. Um, like on the deck. Yeah. Whatever the little like caps. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's the first place people look, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like It was like the uh the the rock. Yeah. The rock thing like is not even effective anymore because they put it on horrible bosses. Or yeah. you know they've shown it in so many gimmicks on like TV and stuff that now like everyone knows about them, so they're not even secure anymore. <laughs> yeah. Everyone just looks for a fake rock. Yeah. So so then I would understand it more. Yeah. Like it cuz that was put my yourself space. in that situation. Yeah. 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 It, mm. She was like, "Why would you lock the door?" I'm like, "Because people are fucking crazy. Cuz people will steal our stuff." You might not give a shit, but I give a shit. Oh my god, she was mm. She was a great person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, has great roommate luck. <laughs> But anyway, I wanted to keep it more, a little more victim focused because I knew that you were going to do a really, you were probably going to end up in it. We were going to end up in a dark place yep. <laughs> with yours. <laughs> so let's take a break yep. and go pee and maybe take another shot because I'm not drunk enough for this and let's go. Okay. All right. Oh. Okay. Lay I'm it a on little me, more sister. awake now. <laughs> Finish that margarita. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So, I had a case picked out, and it was a good case, but it wasn't exactly what I was looking for for this. And, um... It's hard, because a lot of them turn into robbery, and a lot of them turn into... A murder. Murder, and... and yeah. Yeah, so, to find one that's specific... To this spe- was hard. Yeah, specifically yeah. just home invasion. Yeah. Yeah, and this one wasn't even on the Wikipedia page. So really, yeah. Oh shit. Yes. So Who are we doing? But um, first, I'm going to take a little bit of a shallow dive. Okay. Um. So I was going through the home invasion Wikipedia page, as one does. When I mean, you know, just like for, for light this. bedtime reading. Yeah. I yeah. Bet- I checked this out weeks ago for a bit of light reading. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hermione. She needs to sort out her priorities. <laughs> <laughs> So, this is literally, like, a paragraph on Wikipedia. Oh, my God. Okay. And that was all I could find on it. Oh, is this I, a French one you were talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I really wanted to do this as my main case, because it looked really fun. Mm-hmm. And there was <laughs> fun. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun's 
a word for it. It looks like so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) But literally, guys, I couldn't find no articles that were in English. This is the little bit of English on this that I found. Yeah, yeah. So, a notable example of home invasions Mm -hmm. are the Chauffeur de la Drome. Yes, I love it. You nailed it. Totally nailed it. Thank you. I just burped. (laughs) Totally nailed it. (laughs) Chauffeur de la blah, de la blah, de fofon. Yes. Il avait fond. Il avait fond. Blah. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. I don't say. I don't say blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know where people get that. <laughs> That's such a good movie. I love this movie so much. I love them all. I really yes. do. They're all so the good. The third one was so good. It was super cute. Yeah. Okay. So, the chauffeur de la Drome, yep. also known as the heaters of Drome. Okay. We're a gang of four men who carry out a series of attacks on remote dwellings in the Department of Drome in southwest France between 1905 and 1908. Oh, shit. Okay. So yep. they're like a gang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just like you were talking about. Yeah. A gang. Um, squad. Squad goals. Except not really. <laughs> Except not. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Talk Crooked Gang. Oh, one God, of those, please like, don't. Pick a random house and you have to, like, we pick, point to a house and you have to invade it. Or, like, someone's yeah. walking by and we point to someone and this random person and you have to go attack them and mug them. Or you have to kill that person. Fucking gang violence is crazy. Yeah. To be fair, I have no idea because I could fucking find nothing in oh, English. Oh, that's fair. It's all in French. My bad. <laughs> and I can't fucking read you French. You can only read French. You can't even attempt <laughs> the uh, the accent. You have to read it as a, a Kentucky native. Yeah. Read it in that accent only, and that'll make it even more hilarious. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Done. I'll Roll find made. an article in French. <laughs> I am a French descendant, and I can speak a little French, but reading it, fuck if I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can speak it, but I can't read it. <laughs> I can't read it. I can't read it. <laughs> Reading's hard. <laughs> Reading's hard in these parts. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> that bitch over there. <laughs> that hoe over there. Or a thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, you're that. such a thought. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> a fart in your general direction that's the that's the most french i know yes that's it it's totally french it's all i know i'm really good at it <laughs> your mother was a hamster and your father smelled of elder burris <laughs> now go away or i shall turn to you a second time <laughs> Slaps gloves on hat. What a strange person. <laughs> I told him we already had yes, one. Yes, I told him we've already got one. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. Oh, my God. Frank. <laughs> oh fuck oh god okay okay (laughs) so these four guys (laughs) 
<laughs> they call me Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I can't. We will go with Mighty Python all night. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna get through this. Oh fuck. Oh my god, I'm a sentence in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Okay, I'm uh, shutting right. up, putting the straw in my mouth. <laughs> they became notorious for roasting the feet of householders against ah! the fireplace ah! to torture them into revealing the hiding places of valuables. No! Yeah. Unnecessary. Yep, that's, well, that's why they were called that's the haters. so gross. Ew! Yep. Oh my God. Yep. That's, that's the name of a, that's like the name of a pitch. Yeah. In baseball. Yeah. Here comes the heater. Yeah. Sandlot. But like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Oh, God. Yes. Roasting people's feet. Yeah. Like, getting them real close to Uh, the fireplace. So they would tell them where the valuables uh, were. uh, Give me all your valuables. I can smell it. I can smell it. Uh, I can't. They were... um, I'm hungover and drinking tequila today, so this is a great come. And now you're talking about burning feet. I love it. It's fantastic. Thank you. For love that. that for you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. For real. <laughs> I can't. Everyone's going to think it's a gator. <laughs> oh, I know. You okay? There's a Gatorade right there. Do you need that? And? What's wrong with purple? I love purple. I just don't like purple Gatorade. Are there Gatorades in your fridge? Do you want me to go get you one? I probably have one somewhere. It's okay. Because Gatorades are the best for hangovers. I know. know. It's no longer for winning the soccer team. It's is better for hangovers. What is Blue Moon? (laughs) Carrying it. (laughs) I actually almost stopped and got one on my way home. And then I was like, no, we need to drink what I have. And yeah. then I tried to call you to bring me wine and you didn't answer the phone. It's uh, fine. It's I'm totally sorry fine. I was in a dead spot. I know, it's totally fine. <laughs> Not mad. <laughs> Continue your story. Okay. Continue so, with this disgusting, disgusting story. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's not much else. That is like the main thing. Oh my God, that's um, fucking awful. Yeah, but they were responsible for as many as 18 murders. Oh shit. Uh Three of the gang... Death by feet? (laughs) (laughs) Three of the gang were guillotined on September 22nd, 1909. And there are pictures. Oh, God! There are black and white photos of this happening. The French do love their guillotines. Yeah. Um, The guillotine. The guillotine. As we call it here. (laughs) The fourth... um, There was a fourth guy, and he... um, he managed to like get away without being caught. He slipped off. Yeah, but Ugh. but he finally got caught, and it had been after they abolished death by guillotine. Mm. So he um, died on the penal colony at Devil's Island. Ooh, Devil's Island. Yes, yes. 
Um, I kind of want to go. That sounds amazing. I know, me too. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but like, I was just reading- as like an impartial observer, I don't want to like participate in any kind of weird shit. But yeah. like, <laughs> I don't want to sacrifice anybody or like. Yeah, I just want to see what Devil's Island's all about because that sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think it would be interesting, and there's a link to it here, so we can see what that's all oh about. Oh my god, Groupon! Let's go, <laughs> Groupon. <laughs> Airbnb on Devil's Island. <laughs> Is it still a thing? Uh, I think so. Uh, it opened in 1852. The Devil's Island system received convicts deported from all parts of the Second French Empire and was infamous for its harsh treatment of detainees. So it's a prison. Yeah, with a death rate at 75% at their worst oh, until fuck. it was closed down in 1953. So it's done. So it kind of sounds like Alcatraz. Then. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a prison on an island. Yeah. Is what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, said, it's really pretty. They said, pe- well, of course, it's fucking French. What do you expect? Look how fucking pretty this is. It's okay, like, let's see. It's like, um, it's got palm trees and like... Oh, wow. That's the Dreyfus Tower. Wow. Yeah. Um, it I was, mean, the French are known for their style. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was a max maximum security prison. Um, mm-hmm. But like, they were able to keep the gig up so long because they only did it at night oh I got and you. like they would wear masks and stuff when mm-hmm. they would go in at night and they would keep their day jobs like two of them were like shoe salesmen and like weird shit you know there's like day jobs yeah retail mm-hmm. type yeah menial labor type stuff yeah. yeah that's what helps you fly under the radar yeah that's how they flew under the radar for yeah. three years wow um ew ew yeah. Yeah, Ugh, I hate that. I hate that so much. That oh, but it just like, makes you because it can be fucking anybody. Yeah, it's not the creepo who's sitting in the corner like mumbling to himself. Mm-hmm. Though he, I mean, it might be, but it, it's the regular dude who you like order fucking fries from. Yeah, you know it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it I just I found that so fascinating I'm, and like I couldn't like I couldn't find anything else on it really that was that like a reputable perfect. source yeah you know and um anyway guys if you can find anything about that case or if you I, speak French and can translate everything yeah, yeah seriously if you can find <laughs> anything I highly recommend you go and look it up because that was just fucking fascinating mm-hmm. and An um old-timey french gang yeah yeah and i knew you would love it that's why i was so upset when i couldn't find I'm anything not ex- i'm not excited about the feet like that's really gross i know <laughs> that's so gross i know Ugh. but it was french and we were gonna have fun with the french accent yes but we did, we did. Still, it so. was fine it was fine uh but the next one uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I was looking at, like, at a couple more on here. I was going to do the Clutter Family Murders, but um, mm. I figured you hadn't heard of that one. I have not heard of that one. But I think I'm going to save it. Okay. Um, Because it was more murder than oh, okay. it was gotcha. invasion. Um, These guys, like, See, got a false tip. Just, it, it's yeah. such a specific... Yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, today, that was my shallow dive. Okay. So we're gonna take it back to 1974. Ah! Oh my God! <laughs> and so to Sacramento. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what happened in 1974. Oh yay! <laughs> so, um, guys, I found this great website. It's called thepeoplehistory.com. They're amazing. They have stuff for every year. Um, oh, that's awesome! Yeah. So we can set the scene. Yeah. So we're set gonna the set scene the scene for me, Kay. 
<laughs> also, I want 1950s fashion. Oh my god, yes. It was gorgeous. Yes. 1950s, early 60s. Yep. Most flattering. Yep. Gorgeous. The men looked incredible. <gasps> and so did the women. Oh Shit. my god, like, yes. I love... That's part of why I love the help. I mm. love all of their fucking dresses. Yes. Every, it's fl- like that that style was flattering on mm-hmm. everybody. It's been so long since and I've watched so the help. We I need to watch it. it. It's yeah. so good. All right. So. Okay. What happened? You ready for the cost yes. of living a little bit? Yes. So the yearly inflation rate. I'm going to be rate, so depressed. Yep. The yearly <laughs> inflation rate was 11.3%. Okay. Um, year end close of the Dow Jones was six sixteen. And um, the average cost of a new house was thirty four thousand dollars. Oh my god, thirty four thousand nine hundred dollars. Fuck me. off. Average income per year is less than what I make now. Wow, thirteen thousand nine hundred dollars. Well, I mean that's proportionate then. Yeah. Um, if a house was thirty something, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Average monthly rent was $185. <laughs> Jealous. You know that that's why Monica and Rachel could afford their apartment? Yeah. Because they lived in a rent-controlled apartment that her grandma had been renting for, like, decades. Wow. And her grandma's le- name was still on the lease, so their rent was, like, 200 or 300 a month. Oh, my God. Yeah. They were illegally renting it. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. That's why at the end of the series, she's like, Nana's name's still on the lease if you want to take it. Oh. Yeah. That's how they could afford that fucking crazy, awesome apartment. Yeah. In Manhattan. Yeah. I wondered for a very long time how they were doing that. Yeah, I looked it up. The last time I, like, binged the whole series, I, I looked it up. <laughs> I was like, they cannot fucking afford this. Yeah, Rachel's a waitress. Like <laughs> Rachel's a waitress, and Monica's, like, a weird chef. Yeah. That's not a full chef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least for the first half of the show, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, my God. So, the cost of a gallon of gas was 42 cents, I wish. <laughs> a dozen eggs were 45 cents. Nice. Um, so, let's see here. Moving on a little bit. It was a simpler bit. time. Yep. The Rich- quote, good old days. There were none. No, there weren't. It's fine. <laughs> I was just being an ass. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was being that guy. <laughs> so, Richard Nixon becomes the first U.S. president forced to resign. Yes, he was. He was a crook. He was a crook. <laughs> a crook. <laughs> His and fucking voice is amazing, though. Like, let's be real. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to love this. Stephen King publishes his debut novel. You want to know what it was? It. No. Pet Cemetery. No. What was it? Carrie. Yes. I didn't know that was his first novel. Yeah, it was. I'm going to have to read it. Yeah. I still haven't seen the movie. It's really good. At least the first one was. I haven't watched the remake. The remake. Yeah. Um, I've heard good things. We own it, actually. Oh, we should watch it. We should. Um, And of course, because fucking patriarchy, (laughs) uh, President Gerald Ford gives unconditional pardon to Richard Nixon. Because of course he did. Aren't white dudes great? Yep. And there's a picture <laughs> of some 1970s fashion. Which is also amazing. If you want to see. Braless. Everyone's bushes were huge. Everyone was hairy. Yep. Everyone's hair was long. They didn't give a fuck. I really just, want this fucking purse. Just big nipples and no bras and no one gave a shit. Yep. <laughs> Have you seen American Hustle? 
American Hustle. No, but Amy I'm going to watch Adams's it. Amy Adams's boobs are the star of that movie. <laughs> Everything is cut to her fucking belly button. That's amazing. And she's got no bra. Not even a whisper of a bra. And everything's oh, wow. like satin. <laughs> Love it. It's amazing. And Christian Bale's comb over is just like yes. a force. <laughs> <laughs> it's its own character. <laughs> it's so gross oh my god he actually because he's so method he like mm-hmm. learned how to do a comb over himself so that wow. he and he did his own comb over every day that's amazing yeah there's a whole sequence at the beginning of the movie of him doing his comb over nice it's so gross <laughs> i need to watch it comb overs are disgusting <laughs> i can put that in your binder i have it too okay uh there was oh. a 55 mile per hour speed limit imposed to preserve gas usage oh US wide. yeah Huh. Yeah, and um that actually makes sense. Yeah, that's amazing. Um worldwide that would be infuriating. Yeah. It would be, but like I get it. Yeah. We should probably go back to that. Yeah, like, considering considering how much gas is costing and like how polluted I drive 85 when I go to Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> um worldwide inflation helps to cause dramatic increases in the cost of fuel, food and manufacturing. Okay. Uh, there's a world. So things are about to get more expensive. Yeah, things are about to get way more expensive. Uh, the population reached four billion worldwide. Everything was made of wood. Mm-hmm. And everyone had avocado green cabinets. Yep. And orange countertops. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, this is going to come back on Friday. This is going to come full circle. What I'm about to say. So listen closely. On Friday. Yeah. And Crooked News. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. Look yeah. out, y'all. <laughs> Kay's got a plan. Oh, yes. She got a plan. Yeah. So, Daylight Savings Time. In response to the energy crisis, Daylight Savings Time commences nearly four months early in the United States. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was a coal miner strike. Um, Indri- India gets its first nuclear weapon. Oh, shit. Um, what movies came out? I'm getting to the right here. So the popular films were um, The Sting, The Exorcist, Papil- Papillion. The Exorcist. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Yes. One of the most famous movies One ever. One of the most iconic movies of all time. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. The Great Gatsby. Yes. Um, Elvis Presley's Aloha from Hawaii television special is seen around the world by more than 1 billion viewers. Whoa. Um, I don't get the Elvis craze, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm too, I'm too young, I guess. I don't get it. I mean, he was kind of... I guess. His voice was fucking weird. I don't... I don't think much. Ew, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pretentious douche. Whatever. <laughs> the Beach Boys and David Bowie were popular, along with Queen, Dolly Parton. Queen! <laughs> Jolene. 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 All right. Uh, <laughs> Stevie Wonder was popular. Mm. Amazing. I didn't know he was that early. Um, Paul McCartney. Yes. Um, and Super Tramp, whoever that was. Yes. Rock band. Oh, okay. <laughs> popular TV programs were Kung Fu, The Price is White. The Price, the is, price white. is White, huh? <laughs> the Price is White. Yep. Not <laughs> Freudian <laughs> Slip. Yeah. <laughs> the Waltons. Um, 
Leonardo DiCaprio was born <gasps> in 1974. So was Jimmy Fallon and Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Yep. 1974 was the year before my mom was born, and I had a huge crush on Leonardo DiCaprio for a very oh long God. time, and now that makes me almost like... Yeah, Ugh. I didn't realize he was that old, actually. Yeah, I didn't either. Wow. <laughs> Lucy. He's beautiful. Yeah. Lucy, an almost complete humanoid skeleton over three million years old, is discovered in Africa. Oh, fuck. So, yeah. So, though there were some big things going on. Star Wars came out sometime around this time, too. I think so. 74, 75. Among all of that. Harrison Ford was just beginning to crawl into all of our hearts <laughs> <laughs> with his sexy vest. Among all of that. No, no, no. No, I have to find it first. Okay. You, you tit. <laughs> you tit. <laughs> I fought in your general direction. You tit. <laughs> we are the soldiers that say me. We are the knights. <laughs> the knights who say me. 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 No. No, you're not saying it right. It's me. No. Me. <laughs> oh, no. 77 was when it came out. My bad. So okay. it comes out a little later. Okay. I thought it was earlier than that. My bad. Well, one good thing to come out of this time. Lots of good things. <laughs> I, I was, you just read a lot of good things. I, I was being a dick. Especially Elena Morissette. Yes. So during I all this her. time, we had the Golden State Killer. Ah! <laughs> this guy was a fucking creep. Oh, yes. 100%. Oh, my God. You guys, the first time I heard this story, I was listening to MFM. It's like their first episode. <laughs> and it was when I was commuting between where I live now and Bowling Green to... Mm-hmm. to to work yeah and so i would like close the store and it would be like midnight mm-hmm. one o'clock i was on the road yeah in the backwoods of kentucky Ugh. in the woods the literal woods in the dark yep jacked on caffeine trying not to, s- to fall asleep while i'm driving and listening to this fucking story <laughs> i have never felt chills like this this guy was such a fucking monster and he reeked havoc for like 30 fucking years yep and they just caught him yep ah and oh my god when they caught him he told the police that he had a roast in the oven and they were like we'll take care of it it's fine you're coming with us you're we're not gonna let you finish (laughs) 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 and his wife who he's been separated from for 10 years divorced Mm -hmm. him good Good girl. Um, I'm not mm. going to say her name because no. she wants privacy. Yes. And so do her kids. And that's fair. Respect that. Yeah. He's the creep. Yeah. It's not their fault. Yeah. So 100% pulling this from Wikipedia. <laughs> because we love Wikipedia here. Are you good? I'm scared. <laughs> and I'm excited. And I'm sick. I'm sickened with myself that I'm excited <laughs> same time i love this story it's so fucking scary i don't love what happened to his victims oh, i no. don't love him he's a fucking asshole but this story is fucking fascinating yeah and he i i i don't like to describe criminals this way but he was a fucking genius he was he was an absolute mastermind and his mask was so complete he and ted bundy had nothing on this guy and no one knew what he looked like nobody knew what he looked like 
he but they also knew exactly what he looked like at the same time mm-hmm. like the the drawings match yep to him but no one looked because he had the perfect cover yep his because job he was a police was officer the perfect cover yep because no one's gonna look at the cops yep. when they're looking for suspects mm-hmm but it's the perfect way to stay on top of your crimes. It's the perfect way to know the ins and outs, to know that jurisdictions don't communicate with each other and mm-hmm. what the failings of each jurisdiction are and then to to, to employ that knowledge to exploit yep. that and continue to stay hidden. I mean, it's just, it's fucking genius. Mm-hmm. If you're casing a place and you're in your fucking uniform and someone sees you and says, hey, what? Can, what you, you just flash your badge and say, oh, I'm just making sure everything's okay, ma'am. Sorry, we're just doing a welfare check. You know? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's the perfect fucking cover. Mm-hmm. Oh! Oh, I hate it. Oh. I hate everything. <laughs> I hate everything. All this right. story is so prolific, though. Okay, yes. I'm going to shut up so you can get through it because there's a lot. Yeah. So. There is a lot. This is a long Wikipedia article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might not be able to go into all of oh, the victims oh, yeah, because no. there's like 50 yeah. and counting. Yeah, there's um, yeah, there's a lot of like date and times and locations. Yeah, you're going to have to his... summarize a lot. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to go <laughs> through all of this. There's a literal novel <laughs> written. Um, I am going to go through some of his phone calls. Oh, God. Um. Which are no! creepy as fuck. Yes, um, because he used to harass his victims. Yeah. Oh my god, okay. okay. Just start at the so, beginning. Just I'm going to go ahead and get started. So the Golden State Killer is a serial killer, serial rapist, and burglar who committed at least 13 murders, more than 50 rapes, mm-hmm. and over 100 burglaries in California from 1974 to 1986. Woo! So he was active for 12 years. Um. Oh my god. He believed... He's believed At to be least responsible. Twelve years yeah. that we know of yeah. is the thing. He could have been doing so much more, and it's just not—they're mm-hmm. just not able to connect him to it. Yep. I bet a lot of the cold cases and a lot of the cold robberies and things like that in California mm-hmm. could probably be connected to him. Oh yeah. He just was so careful. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It's, and also not at the same time. Oh god! I just can't. <laughs> Sorry. There's just so much. It's okay. <laughs> there is a whole lot. Um, He is believed to be responsible for at least three crime sprees throughout California, each of which spawned a different nickname in the press before it became evident that they were committed by the same person. Bum, bum, bum. Imagine being in that room. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. This is all the same guy. Like when that bomb falls on that desk. Can you imagine the wall with all the red string (laughs) connecting? Yeah. Just wait a second. Wait a second. (laughs) <laughs> the dots are falling into place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I tell you, Chief, I think we got one guy. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. Oh, my gosh. Um, I can't wait for this HBO special. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, okay. So, in Sacramento, in the Sacramento area, he was... Sacramento? In Sacramento. Yep. I'm drunk. Oh, <laughs> uh, that gold stuff hits harder than the silver. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Kay's holding her head still. <laughs> Just so everyone knows why I'm oh. laughing so hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm usually not this drunk. It's okay. I like it when you're this drunk. <laughs> do you want that? I don't need it. You do? 
We have a lot to get through, I, and you're going to need it, so let's go. Okay, okay. All right. Great. Uh, okay. So, in the Sacramento area. Boom. Yep. He was That's known as Northern <laughs> California. For those of you who don't know, Sacramento. Geography. Yes, Sacramento is the capital of California, mm-hmm. and it's in a very rural area. Mm-hmm. This is not Hollywood. Nope. Um... This is the burbs. <laughs> in the Sacramento area, he was known as the East Area Rapist mm-hmm. and was linked by his MO to additional attacks in Contra Costa County, Stockton, and Contra Modesto. Costa. Contra Costa. Contra Costa. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one. <laughs> <laughs> he was later known for his Southern California crimes as the original Night Stalker. Mm-hmm. He was suspected to have begun as a burglar, but... Uh, the Visalia Ransacker? Visalia. Visalia. Yeah. Before moving to the Sacramento area based on a similar modus operandi and circumstantial evidence. Mm-hmm. He taunted and threatened his victims and police in obscene phone calls and other communications. Mm-hmm. Um, what he used to do to people when he broke into their house was fucking terrifying, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to get to <gasps> it. <laughs> just so many chills it's so fucking scary oh yeah i'm laughing out of terror right now (laughs) in 2001 okay sorry i'm just gonna save it until we get there i'm so sorry just go i keep wanting to skip ahead (laughs) in 2001 dna testing indicated that the east area rapist and the original night stalker were the same person (gasps) the case was a factor in the establishment of california's dna data database which collects dna from all accused and convicted felons in california and has been called second only to virginia's ineffectiveness in solving cold cases Ooh, yeah, yeah virginia's on that shit move to virginia yeah <laughs> you won't be cold case for long they're real good at it they do yeah. shows about it on like investive discovery and shit like, that's awesome yeah. i just listened to a cold case episode of another podcast and the guy was talking about that nice so, yes yeah. super cool <laughs> Uh, to heighten awareness that the uncaught killer operated throughout California, crime writer Michelle McNamara coined the name Golden State Killer in early 2013. Mm-hmm. The Federal Bureau of Investigation and local law enforcement agencies held a news conference on June 15, 2016 to announce a renewed nationwide effort offering a 50000 thousand dollar reward for his capture Mm -hmm. on april 24 2018 authorities charged 72 year old united states navy veteran and former police officer joseph james d'angelo with eight counts of first degree murder based upon dna evidence yes 100 percent match dna evidence yeah bam motherfucker you're going down oh yeah dude oh he will die oh yeah but i hope not because i want to hear I want I want him to, I want him to talk to the to the FBI first, and then, then he, he will die. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the only way his victims are going to feel safe. His survivors are going to feel safe. Yeah. Though I was reading a lot of really cool things, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are they they've formed like a sisterhood. Really? Yeah. They formed this really cool like sisterhood, and they are all going to go and testify. Oh my god! I'm so proud yeah, of them. They are all going to show up and testify and point in his face. And throw light on his fucking shadowy figure. Like, it is amazing. These women are all incredible and resilient and of so many different ages and so many just all have come together. Good women. And they've, like, made, they've, like, 
made t-shirts and like Aww. like tote bags and shit that say like see you in court and all that stuff it's really really cool oh really, i really love cool. it yeah oh my god i'm so proud of them it's, it's amazing i cannot wait and what's really cool is that a lot of people a lot of us think okay sorry i'm kind of derailing your segment a little bit but like a lot of us think that like rape is the end all be all of our lives and like if that happens then our lives are over and it, many of these women were brutally attacked mm-hmm and have still gone on to have very successful marriages. They have families. It's just, it's a beautiful picture of recovery. And it's a beautiful picture of what closure can do yeah. for someone. It's just, it, it, it's nuts. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Continue <laughs> your story. I'm so sorry. It's I okay. totally derailed that. But <laughs> I thought it was really cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so this was also the first announcement connecting the Vizelia ransacker crimes to the Golden State Killer. Due to California's statute of limitations on pre-2017 rape cases, D'Angelo cannot be charged with 1970s rapes. It's bullshit! I know. But he was charged in August 2018 with 13 related kidnapping and abduction attempts. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. So, he's going to get something for the murders. Well, in murder, and murder, yeah. There's no statute of limitations on murder. And the kidnapping, yeah. But, okay. Why is there a fucking statute of limitation on fucking rape Still. Still! Why? Because women mean nothing in this country. Fucking. uh, uh, uh. Okay, so there's like two things that really mean a lot to me that Mm -hmm. we all need to vote on and it needs to come into the public eye like right now. And Mm -hmm. that's uh, the statute of limitation on rape and lifting um, alcohol shipment bans to certain states. (laughs) Yeah. Because I want to join a liquor subscription. Yep. And um, it shouldn't be nearly impossible to prove that you've been raped it's just ridiculous it's just how could there fucking be a statute of limitations rapists are always repeat offenders yep always a hundred percent of the time it's never their first it's never their last they are always repeat offenders why is there a fucking statute of limitations it's just absolute bullshit but whatever it oh my god I'm trying not to black out in rage. So continue <laughs> your story. <laughs> um, goodness. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about who, how he was known in his different crime sprees. So the Visalia Ransacker. Okay, what did he do when he was the Visalia Ransacker? That's, that's what, what I'm getting into. Oh, okay, because I, <laughs> I don't know that part. I just know what he did in Sacramento, I think. Okay. Mainly. I'm getting to so. it. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> I want to learn. Teach me everything. So, um... I need to read this book, too. Yeah. He was active as the ransacker from April 1974 to December 1975. Okay, so not so, that long. Yeah. Um, so, it was long suspected that the training ground of the criminal who would become the Golden State Killer was Visalia, California. Okay. Um... Ugh. I love our new chairs. Oh, my God. Me, too. So, <laughs> over a period of 20 months, the ransackers believed to have been responsible for one murder and around 120 burglaries. Oh, Most, shit. Yeah. He was busy in that year. Oh, yeah. Who has the time? Apparently, this fucking guy. Good God. Read a fucking book, dude. <laughs> Read an 800-page book. <laughs> Seriously, go to the gym. Join a fucking rugby team. Yeah. Like, what is the... Oh, God. I know, he didn't, he was antisocial, whatever, I'm just being silly. <laughs> <laughs> um, most of the ransackers' activities involved breaking into houses, 
rifling through or vandalizing the owner's possessions, scattering women's underclothing. Ah! Yeah. Ew. Stealing. Ew. Yeah. Stealing coins in low value or personal items, while often ignoring banknotes and other valuable items in plain sight. Okay, that's telling. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That it's not... Of course, this is burglary, so they yeah. weren't home, but that's specific space invasion yep. that's specific i'm gonna take things that mean things to you he's taking mm-hmm. trophies mm-hmm. he's not taking things because he needs to pay rent or buy beer or meth or something yeah. like that if you Obviously, come in he a- had a good job too he was a police officer mm-hmm. so if you come into my house and mess with my underwear drawer oh they're all getting thrown away yep my mom doesn't even touch my underwear Nobody drawer. fucking does that. Like, she she just knows not to. I mean, no one should, though. Yeah. Like, no one does that. Yeah. Literally, no... Like, my mom didn't touch my underwear. Like, nobody touches your underwear drawer. Well, I meant, like, to put underwear like, to in put there. put things away for yeah. you or whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, I do that for Josh. But, like, he's a dude. Yeah. He oh. won't put them away. So. That's Just fair. shove them in the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But yeah. still, like, you just... That's so intimate. Yeah. And that's a clear, that's a clear sexual message. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh. Did he do stuff to him? Uh, well, in late April 2018, the Vizelia chief of police stated while there is no DNA linking D'Angelo to the Central Valley cases, so I'm guessing not. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so he didn't like whack off on him or yeah, anything? Mm-mm. There's no semen trail? No. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> his department has other evidence that will play a role in the investigation and that he was confident that uh, the ransacker has been captured. Uh, those oh, yeah, like there's a lot of you guys should read uh, Michelle McNamara read a, wrote a book that she published uh, post posthumously because she mm-hmm. she ended up dying before she could finish it because mm-hmm. this case just took over her life so much that she was living on like Adderall and caffeine and like there, she wasn't sleeping because this case is fucking horrifying. You guys yeah. like it was really, really bad. And um, so she ended up she ended up dying um, in her sleep before she could finish this book. Mm-hmm. And um the, the book is so detailed and it's filled with all the stuff that he did. And you just, this guy was pure evil, mm-hmm. pure evil. And you can see all of the evidence that links this. Like this yep. is just, we're, we're not a deep dive. <laughs> we're not a deep dive podcast. <laughs> yeah. so we're just giving you the shallow info so that you can then go and research it yourself. Yeah. If you want to. We're starting the conversation. Yep. So, so though the statute of limitations for the burglaries have each expired, D'Angelo was formally charged on August 13th, 2018 with the first degree murder of uh, Claude Snelling in 1975. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, wow. So he's murdering people there too. Like Already? That's, yeah. Um, or at early, least one. Yeah. That must have been his taste, you think? Yep. So as the East Area Rapist... I wonder if he was burglarizing... I haven't read the book or anything, so this mm-hmm. is purely just my own speculation. I wonder if he was burglarizing and that guy came home. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? I don't and, know anything about that case. And it, so, yeah, yeah, I don't either. Yeah. And then it like turned into something and then he was like, ooh. Yep. This is more fun. And yeah. Yeah. That's a different type of control. Yeah. You have just become God. For, literally. You well, have, not literally, but well, <laughs> well, like, but you think have, of it this way: you have just made the decision on whether or not they can continue to live. Yeah, in yeah. in his mind, he has just become a god. Yeah, and so then he goes on and does this. Mm-hmm. 
So he was active. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this part. (laughs) It's also my favorite part. Because it's fascinating. And horrible. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, it's so scary. So he was active as an East Area Rapist from June 1976 to July 1979. Uh The Golden State Killer is believed to have moved to the Sacramento area, progressing from burglary to rape in mid-1976. The crimes initially centered on the unincorporated areas of Carmichael, Citrus Heights, and Rancho Cordova. (laughs) Citrus fucking Heights. Yep. (laughs) east of sacramento his initial mo was to stalk middle class neighborhoods at night in search of women who were alone in one-story homes usually near a school creek trail or other open space that would provide a quick escape Mm -hmm. he was seen a number of times but always successfully fled on one occasion he was shot and seriously wounded or on one occasion he shot and seriously wounded a young pursuer Mm. um yeah oh my god what a fucking creep so, okay, so we're seeing the escalation, though. We've mm-hmm. gone from burglary to murder for one murder. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to women alone in their homes. Yep. And then we're going to get to... We're going to get to worse. I thought we were already there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get the there. The next part is is worse for me because you expect that. Mm-hmm. I expect... Uh, maybe not everyone expects that. I expect to be murdered when I'm home alone. That's why I hate being home alone. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's why I make sure all the doors are locked, all the lights are turned on, and I'm really relieved that we have a, like a third car mm-hmm. that we inherited when Josh's mom passed that sits in our driveway so it looks like more than one person is home. Yeah. You know? You might want to cut that. Just because I'm a paranoid lunatic. Okay, fine. We have other things in place, so it looks like more than one person's home. And so then it feels a little safer. Yeah. And it's, I mean, everyone should do something mm-hmm. like that. You know, leave a light on, something like that. We, we all know tricks like that, but like, mm-hmm. oh, God. Yep. Ugh. Worst fear. Yep. Worst fear. I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. But not as much as this next part. All right. Because this is not what you expect. Yep. Nope. So most victims had seen or heard a prowler on their property before the attacks. <gasps> and many had experienced break-ins. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, God. Police believed that the offender would conduct extensive reconnaissance in a targeted mm-hmm. neighborhood, looking into windows and prowling in yards before selecting a home attack. It is believed that he sometimes entered the homes of future victims to unlock windows, unload guns, and plant ligatures for later use. Yeah, he hid, like, tools and shit, Mm -hmm. like, in the house. He would hide, like, rope under the couch cushions and, like, ugh. Yeah. And unlock windows so he could crawl in later and, oh, my God. He's such a fucking creep. He is. And he got away with it because he was a cop. Yep. He frequently telephoned future victims. Sometimes and who knows how much he like turned the turned the investigation away. Yeah, or, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. who knows yep. what evidence he tampered with or stole or anything. Yeah, or how much he fucking got off on just hearing people talk about him. Yep. Without knowing they were talking about him. Yep. Ugh, he's so gross. He's so <laughs> gross. Yeah, he's the fucking Ugh. worst. Ugh. Um, By the way, this is what we mean when we mean when we say toxic masculinity. Yep. Like <laughs> toxic masculinity is this level. <laughs> yep. Not just men being men. <laughs> just so that we're all clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is toxic behavior. This specific right here. <laughs> 
He frequently telephoned future victims, sometimes for months in advance, to learn their daily routines. Oh, my God. What, just, like, calling them and hanging up? Or did he talk to them? Uh, Well, he had some phone conversations. Do you want to go ahead and get into those real quick? Uh-huh. Okay. Let me, let oh, me find so where scared. they were. Okay. I'm so scared. So, here's some phone calls. Um, okay. March 18th, 1977. I'm the East Side Rapist. On March 18th, He just called her? Hold on. He called... What? Hold on. I'm getting into it. Wait. I'm confused. You gotta let me finish. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Um, that was just the title of the phone call. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I thought you'd already started the phone call. No. That's why I was confused. Okay. <laughs> On March 18th, 1977... I was like, that's all he said? No. <laughs> On March 18th, 1977, the Sacramento County Sheriff's Office received three calls from a man claiming to be the East Area Rapist. He called the Sheriff's Office. Mm-hmm. None were recorded. The first two calls... What? And oh they, they probably didn't know to fucking record them. Oh, my God. Um, and they probably weren't recording every call that came in yet, either. That's true. Yeah, they probably didn't have the oh capability for that. Um, yeah, the everything first, was pretty underfunded. Yeah. The first two calls received at 4.15 and 4.30 p.m. were identical and ended with the caller laughing and hanging up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I hate it. The final call came in at 5 p.m. with the caller saying, I'm the East Side Rapist and I have my next victim already stalked and you guys can't catch me. <gasps> and he left? Mm-hmm. Ah! So, the second call. Oh, my call, God. It's so gross. The second call. Is titled Never Gonna Catch Me. It was December 2nd, 1977. A man claiming to be the rapist called the Sacramento police saying, You're never gonna catch me, East Area Rapist. You dumb fuckers. I'm gonna fuck again tonight. Careful. The call was recorded and later released. Similarly to the previous call, the East Area Rapist attacked his next victim the same night. Oh my god, that's awful. Yep. Oh my god, that's awful. We should probably put a trigger warning. Yeah, we in definitely front of this should. Episode. Oh my gosh. Uh, the next one is Merry Christmas, December 9th, nineteen seventy-seven. Oh no, he's gonna ruin Christmas. That Grinch. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is really bad. It's so bad. A previous victim received a phone call during the 1977 Christmas season, which she attributed to her attacker. The caller said, Merry Christmas, it's me again. Oh, God! Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my fucking God, Kay! Yeah, these are bad. Yeah, that's bad. I don't want any more. Okay. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done with the phone calls. Um, He's the worst. He's the actual worst. Yep. He would call his victims and do shit like that. Yeah, he did that after he he attacked them too. Yeah, he, like, continue, like he has been doing that. Yeah, and he a lot of Actually, his attacks right up until he got. I'm fairly certain he was still doing that right up until he got arrested. He would just randomly call people and just like breathe on the phone and shit like that. Like, oh yeah. god. It looks like, at least in Sacramento, his earliest attack was at um, seven thirty or seven p.m., and mm-hmm. like his latest attack was at five or no six, no five a.m. Whoa! Yeah, so he was really active during the night. There were a lot at like yeah. around four a.m. and one a.m. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Ugh. Um, those are all the the. I mean, those are hours when you feel 
safe, safe enough to sleep. Yeah. yeah, you're you're home. You're asleep. Set seven five a.m. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're 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 making soup. You're you're settling in for the night. You yeah. know you're. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, man. You're getting warm and fuzzy and cr- cuddling up like it's it, it's oh god, yeah. that's so awful. Alrighty, so although he originally targeted women alone in their homes or with children, the offender eventually preferred attacking couples. Yep. His MO was to break in through a window or sliding glass door and awaken the sleeping occupants with a flashlight, threatening them with a handgun. Victims were then bound with ligatures, often shoelaces. So, hang on. Let's paint this picture for a second. Mm -hmm. You're laying in bed with your partner dead asleep when you feel the most the safest because Mm -hmm. you're not home alone yeah you're in bed with your partner you probably have a gun in the house you probably have a dog you know the the doors are locked and some dude (laughs) wakes you up all of a sudden you wake up to a flashlight in your face and a gun like Oh my god. And and there's nothing you can fucking do because yeah. he's already been in your house and disabled everything. Yep. Oh my and god. And hidden stuff. And hidden his own tools everywhere <laughs> and oh my god. He often bound them with shoelaces, mm-hmm. uh, which he found or brought with him, blindfolded and gagged with towels which he had ripped into strips. The female victim was usually forced to tie up her male companion before she was bound. And that's the thing is that we're all taught to comply. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't comply, you'll get murdered. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, just do whatever they want. Let them take whatever they want. Because we, we are, we're all just trained to believe that, like, if we just comply and do whatever they say, then they'll let us go. Yep. Or they'll just get what they want and leave. Mm-hmm. And you're tired, and you're shocked, and you're scared. I mean, it's yeah. just so many things. And so many people wanted to judge these poor men. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I would never have let that happen to my wife or something and like that. And then someone who did say that, yes, it happened to him it that It happened night. to him, like, a, like a month later or so, or that, yeah. I don't remember. Like, it was, it. he was the next victim. Like, yeah. it's just, that like i said earlier it's that feeling of powerlessness that men feel that he's inflicting on the man and then it's the ultimate act of dominance yep on his wife on the wife or girlfriend it's so sad yep uh the bindings were often so tight that the victim's hands were numb for hours after being untied he separated the couple often stacking dishes on the man's back and threatening to kill everyone in the house if he heard them rattle that's the fucking creepiest thing yep to me him and his fucking dishes. <laughs> Him and the dishes. Seriously, he used to like take them sometimes. Yeah. Or he would like take one plate. So then every time you go to stack your dishes and you think about how you've only got seven and out of your set of eight. Mm-hmm. Use. Smash them all and buy yeah. new dishes. <laughs> like immediately. Or oh use my God. paper plates. I, so oh he can't hear them God. rattling. <laughs> oh my God. Like for the whole fucking dishes thing yeah. is just crazy. Yeah. So you had to stay still. Mm-hmm. You had to stay perfectly still. Yep. Oh. Oh, this poor man. This poor man. <sighs> yeah. I um, can't imagine having to sit and perfectly still and listen mm-hmm. to the person I love most being attacked yep and you can imagine what the attack was given his name so we're not going to go into it it was rape yeah Yeah. and it was horrifying and awful yep and it would go on for hours sometimes 
And he would stay and hang out. Yep. Um, like they would think and, he was gone. And that's gone. what I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, so the offender sometimes spent hours in the home ransacking closets and drawers, eating food in the kitchen, yes. drinking beer, um, making Ugh. additional threats. Uh, victims sometimes thought he had left the house before he jumped from the darkness. The offender oh typically. God. I couldn't even imagine. That's oh like a horrible hor- horror movie. Oh like, my God. Um. The offender typically stole items, often personal objects and items of little value, but occasionally cash and firearms. Sentimental things. Trophies is what those are called. Mm -hmm. He then crept away, leaving victims. So that anytime you think of your grandmother or your uncle or whoever gave you that really nice watch that went with everything and you miss that watch, you also think about how it was taken. Yep. He's playing on everyone's psyche. Yep. It's fucking genius. You're supposed to be able to trust the police and he's playing on that irony. Yep. It's all these places that are safe. It's mm-hmm. safe neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You're it's the time when you feel the safest and he comes and fucks it up the ass. Yep. It's cr- it, it's he is pure evil. Yep. His whole goal was to absolutely terrify everyone to their core and not just his victims. Everyone in the fucking city yeah. was terrified they of this. They would have like city-wide meetings yes, about it. Of this guy. Oh my God. And none of it, like I said, none of it was fucking money-driven. Mm-hmm. It was all just, I want to be in your space and I want to be in control. Yep. Ugh. And we don't know a lot about his background yet because, like, oh, we're, we haven't. I have, you have stuff, stuff on his background. Oh shit! I'm just going through his stuff oh, first. So, oh my god, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh my yeah, god, I'm so excited. We've got stuff on his background. I'm so excited. So, uh, the offender, or okay, he then crept away, leaving victims uncertain if he had left. The offender was believed to escape on foot through a series of yards and then use a bicycle to go home or to a car, making extensive use of parks schoolyards, creek beds, and other open spaces which kept him off the street. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, I feel like he had a gymnast, like they had a theory that he had a gymnastics background or a, something like, he was literally like parkouring it through yards. Yeah, probably. Fucking probably. He, I mean, you have to be in pretty good shape to be a police officer. You have to be in pretty good, he was in the military, so he was probably in a good workout routine anyway. Yeah. You know, like he was often, de- he was not described as like big and intimidating. He was like sinewy mm-hmm. and like toned. Yeah. Because this kind of aerobic exercise is like, I don't know. He was springy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like a little acrobat, a little <laughs> fucking spider monkey. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so a there- disgusting, disgusting spider monkey. <laughs> Uh, so there were two murders in this time period. Mm-hmm. Um, a young Sacramento couple, Brian, a military policeman at Mather Air Force Base, and Katie Ma- Majuri, okay, uh, were walking their dog. And- <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> they were. Oh yeah, this couple. Yeah, they were walking their dog in the Rancho Cordova area on the night of February second, nineteen seventy-eight, near where five East Area rapist attacks had occurred. Oh my God! Um, Why are you walking there? You should be able to walk at night without... Well, you should, but if you know... I'm not going to victim blame. I'm sorry. If you know that it's happening... Yeah, but at the same time, you've, you've you're a woman, you've got yeah. your husband, and you've got your dog. Yeah, that's true. Again. 
And you should be able to walk in the fucking street without being raped or murdered. In your neighborhood. Yeah, that's true. Um, Oh, my God. They fled after a confrontation in the street, but were chased down and shot dead. Some investigators suspected that they had been murdered by the Siri rapists because of their proximity to the others to the other tax locations and a shoelace was found nearby. Mm. Um, the FBI announced on See, June 15th, 2016 that it was confident that he had murdered them. He did subtle things like that with his, with his MO mm-hmm. that is, they're now able to link him to all this shit. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. cause he's, he wanted them to know it was him, but he was also so sneaky that he was getting away with it. Yep. And that's going to be his fucking downfall. And I'm going to (laughs) watch. And I'm going to fucking laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to watch. And I'm going to laugh. I'm going to watch as Satan fucking burns. Yep. Oh, my God. This guy is a fucking demon. For real. So, the original Night Stalker. Mm -hmm. This is his last little crime spree. last hurrah. Yeah. Uh, So, this was from October 1979 to May 1986. This was... We're in prime Star Wars time now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't focus on this. Focus on Star Just Wars. Just look at Star Wars. Look at Han. He's beautiful. <laughs> look at Han Solo and Chewie. And Lando and, and Chewie and everyone. <laughs> everyone look at the Ewoks and smile. <laughs> uh, alrighty. So shortly after a rape committed on July 5th, the East Area rapist moved to Southern California and first struck in Santa Barbara. Um, oh, man. The attacks lasted until 1981 with a lone 1986 attack and took a darker turn as the rapist began to kill his victims. Only the couple in the first attack survived, alerting neighbors and forcing the intruder to flee. The other victims were murdered by gunshot or bludgeoning. What? Yeah. Those are so different. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into each of them, too. Those are so different, though. Like. Yep. Oh, weird. That must have been some sort of opportunity or I don't know. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, since the East Area Rapist was Sorry, not... just to like clarify, like what I'm saying, like gunshots, killing someone with a gun is very impersonal. Yeah. Bludgeoning someone to death it is fucking rage. Yeah. Like that. Those are so different. One is so like cold and indifferent and very just like, oh, let me just like clear this witness. Yeah. Bludgeoning is like you've fucking enraged me and i am going to not only kill you but uh, beat you to death i mean yeah. you're gonna feel every bit of it yeah you're gonna feel my rage it oh it's yeah. so much more personal that's yep. so weird oh it's so weird i'm so uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> i'm so uncomfortable oh my tummy <laughs> um so just to clarify a little bit, uh, since the East Area Rapist was not linked to these crimes for decades, he was known as the Night Stalker in the area before being renamed the original Night Stalker. Because Richard Ramirez took his title. Took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who is another demon. Yep. We'll talk about him later. Yep. He's gross. Yep. Um, you know, uh, all his teeth were rotting out of his face because he only ate soda pop and candy. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he's revolting. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Tidbit about Richard. <laughs> Tricky dick. And uh, Okay, so 1979. Uh, on October 1st, an intruder broke in and tied up a Galetta couple. Alarmed by hearing him say... Galita. Galita. 
whatever. Yeah. We know I can't pronounce oh, anything on the show. It's fine. I'm pretty sure it's Kavita, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know much about <laughs> California, but. <laughs> I've never been to California. I can't I say anything. Go. I, go. I do, too. Let's go. Okay. Let's just go right now. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Alarmed by hearing him say, I'll kill him to himself, the man and woman tried to escape when he left the room and the woman screamed. Realizing that the alarm had been raised, the intruder fled on the bicycle. A neighbor, an FBI agent, oh shit, responded to the noise and pursued the perpetrator who abandoned the bicycle and a knife and fled on foot through local backyards. He the- left his knife? Mm-hmm. Did they get fingerprints? I don't, I don't know. I don't know just yet. <laughs> uh, the attack was later linked to the Offerman Manning murders by shoe prints and twine used to bind the victims. That was so risky that she screamed like that. Mm-hmm. that but it was good that she way. did. Oh, it's amazing that she did. She raised yeah. the alarm and it spooked him, but it could very easily have just made him angry and made him kill her. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. High risk, high reward, love. Yeah. Woo! Oh. Woo! Uh, on That's December- like when you're, they say like when you're being raped, you're supposed to yell fire. Yeah. Because people will respond to that. Because people will run towards a fire. Yep. <sighs> On December 30th. I hate, I hate humans. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> On December 30th, 44-year-old Robert Offerman and 35-year-old Deborah Alexander Manning were found shot dead at Offerman's condominium on Avendia... Whatever. They were in Galita in the same place. They were on a road. Yeah. They, <laughs> they were, lived on a road. They lived on a road in the and same place. That's where it was. And, and the thing. <laughs> and we don't want to do the thing again. So. <laughs> you know I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Offerman's bindings were untied, indicating that he had lunged at the attacker. Neighbors also heard gunshots. Paw prints of a large dog were found at the scene, leading to speculation that the killer may have brought one with him. The killer also broke into the vacant adjoining residence and stole a bicycle. What the fuck is up with him and bikes? Him and the bikes, man. Uh, Later found abandoned on a street north of the scene from a third residence in the complex. I guess it's quick and mobile and it's not a car. So we have just a few more murders to get through and then I'm going to talk a little bit about... His background. Okay. So on March 13th, 33-year-old Charlene Smith and 43-year-old Lyman Smith. Lyman? Mm-hmm. Who was about to be appointed as a judge. Oh, shit. Yeah. I love his name. I do, too. This reminds me of Linus. I love <laughs> the name Linus. Oh, that is a good name. Uh, they were found murdered in their Ventura home. Charlene Smith had been raped. A log from a wood pile on the side of the house was used to bludgeon the victims <gasps> today. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the fuck? He's okay. a crazy motherfucker. That's just crazy. And oh, it just messes with your head. Yep. How how is it gun one time and then bludgeoning another time? Is it to throw people off or is he just that deranged? It's it's probably it a mix of both. Yeah. I, I, it's because it's not it's like he's bringing something to bludgeon them. It's such a fucking mind fuck. Yeah. Well, he's probably gotten bored. And yeah. so his next step is like he's he's realizing at the end of his little thing that he's bored. Yeah. And he flies into a rage and decides or someone says something. Maybe yeah. she said something. Mm-hmm. And we don't know because yeah. the only witness is him. Yep. And he's not going to fucking tell anybody cuz he's a dick. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. maybe she said something like you'll never 
get away with this or I know who you are or I've seen your face or yeah. you know what I'm saying? You've got to keep your fucking mouth shut, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't help it's not it. The time. It's not the time to have the last word. But, but I can't help it. you got to help it. I, I you're can't. Gonna die. I, I would and I would die happy. Oh, because I got the last word. Oh, God, Kay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I can't help it. It slips Wait out. Till the court. Wait till the court case. <laughs> um, <laughs> to have the last word. Oh, God. This poor woman. They're... Uh, These poor men. These poor people. Yeah. It's just awful. And he's, like, targeting older men, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, <sighs> and it's couples. Yeah. There's something with couples. Mm-hmm. That... <sighs> Their wrists and ankles... The security, maybe, that yeah. that brings that mm-hmm. was desirable to him to just fuck up yep you know it, it seems like security is his big thing yep that he wants to middle finger mm-hmm. <laughs> finger mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god their wrists and ankles have been bound with drapery cord an unusual Chinese a drapery mm-hmm. a drapery was a shrubbery involved <laughs> <laughs> we are no longer the knights you say me <laughs> And we require another shrubbery. <laughs> you must cut down the mightiest tree in the forest with a herring. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. I can't. Did he throw things into a shrubbery, maybe? Maybe. Is that where he ditched his knife and bite this time? Yes. Oh my god. And his like dog repellent or some shit that he bought. Yeah. He was such a weirdo. An unusual Chinese knot, a diamond knot, was used on Charlene's wrist. The same knot was noted in the Sacramento East Area rapist attacks, at least one confirmed case of which was publicly known. The the murderer was, therefore, briefly given the name the Diamond Knot Killer. Yes, it's a very complicated knot. It's very BTK of him. Yeah. On August 19th, 24-year-old Eli Harrington and 27-year-old Patrice... Um, Briscoe Harrington were found bludgeoned to death in their home on Cockshell Drive in whatever the fuck gated community. Oh my god. Okay. There are so many fucking words. There's a lot of words. I'm too a lot drunk. of them are in Spanish. And they're not even in Spanish. They're just long and there are so many and there's no reason. It's something Shores gated community. Y'all know what it is if just you live in California. Unnecessary. Yeah, uh, too too much. Doing the most. Um, Patrice had also been raped. Although there was evidence that the Harrington's wrists and ankles were bound, no ligatures or murder weapon were found at the scene. Did he use a condom? Did they get semen? I, I haven't him? seen anything about that. I don't they, think well, so. Because how how would they have DNA to match? Well, whenever him? whenever a person is raped and they go to the hospital, they a rape kit is done. Right immediately like without question so they're probably getting it from that are things exchanged that aren't semen though like what do you what other things what other dna could there sweat i guess like i don't well i mean the rape kit it i don't remember a whole lot of what it is but basically they just go into the vagina with they swab a semen sample, I thought. Yeah, they they but do a bunch of swabs. A, but if they use a condom... But I don't think he did. I haven't seen anything about him using okay. a condom. I mean, that would be... I mean, the 70s weren't a great time for DNA. Yeah. They were just collecting it, knowing that one day they would have the technology for it. Yeah. So, 
Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, he's so gross. Um, But if he did... And knowing him, he probably wanted to. Yep. There was just one more way for them, him to be like, mm, can't catch me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave this trail and you're still not going to catch me. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Um... Oh, God. Yeah, the Harringtons had been married for three months oh, at the time no. of their deaths. Uh, oh, pa- my gosh. Patrice, that's awful. Yeah, Patrice was a nurse, and Keith was a medical student um, at UC Irving. <sighs> Keith's brother, Bruce, later spent nearly $2 million supporting California Proposition 69, authorizing DNA collection from all California felons and certain other criminals. Yes. Go, Keith. Yes. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. You're the best, Keith. Oh, Keith. Um, 1981. You go, Keith. Four for you, Keith. Yes, you go, Keith. <laughs> you go, Keith Coco. <laughs> All right. And none for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> so, 1981. Uh, on February 6th, 28-year-old Manuela, Manuela W. was raped and murdered in her oh, Irvine no. home. Although her body had signs of being tied before she was bludgeoned, no ligatures or murder weapon were found. The victim was married, her husband was hospitalized, and she was alone at the time of the attack. Detectives noted that um, her television was found in the backyard, possibly the killer's attempt to make the crime appear to be a botched robbery. Oh, weird. Yeah. He had a weird thing with TVs, too. Like, yeah. Where he, like... He would like get everybody all tied up and like ready to go, and then he would like turn the TV on and then cover it up because he like just wanted a weird glow in the room. It was like weird. a part of his weird ambiance. He was just so strange and specific that way. Yeah, and then he would leave it like he would leave it covered up like that. So that's another way that they were able to link all these crimes together. Mm-hmm. It's just strange. Yeah. Paul Holes talks about it in, in some interview. He was the lead investigator. He talks about it in a couple of interviews like that. And he's just like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, dude. Like, Okay, we'll get, just add it to the list of yeah, shit that you do. Get, <laughs> get your mood lighting right, bro, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just, ugh. Like, so weirdly specific. Yeah. And the dishes and the shoestrings. And yeah. The, you know, like, just. And the bikes. And so Damn many bikes. bikes. So many bikes. That's where he's getting all his goddamn exercise. Know, he's getting away right? on the bicycles. Get you some cardio. He's going 55 miles per hour on the bicycle. Can you imagine the calves on that guy? Oh. Damn. Yuck. I, I wouldn't want to. They were probably hairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a dude. And it's the 70s, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Everybody was hairy. <laughs> On July 27th, 35-year-old Sherry Domingo and 27-year-old Gregory Sanchez... We're were in the 80s now, right? Yep, 1981. Okay, Um, early 80s. Yep. They were the original Night Stalker's 10th and 11th murder victims. Um, Both were attacked in Domingo's residence on... Or, in Galetta. Um... Where she was living temporarily, it was owned by a deceased relative and up for sale. The offender entered the house through a small bathroom window. Oh, my God. Yep. It wasn't even where she lived. Nope. She had no reason to. Oh, no. Yep. She, like, wasn't even really supposed to be there, technically. Yeah. Like, she was there. She was getting She was there getting, getting it, it ready, ready for sale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um. Oh, my God. 
Sanchez had not been tied and was shot and wounded in the cheek before he was bludgeoned to death with a garden tool. Some believe that Sanchez may have realized he was dealing with the man responsible for the Offerman Manning murders and tried to tackle the killer rather than be tied up. Um, again, no neighbors responded to the gunshot. Sanchez's head was covered with clothes pulled from the closet. Domingo was raped and bludgeoned. Bruises on her wrists and ankles indicated that she had been tied, although the restraints were missing. Oh, my God. He took them with him. Mm-hmm, another trophy. Oh, my God. A piece of shipping twine was found near the bed, and fibers from an unknown source were scattered over her body. Authorities believe that the attacker may have worked as a painter or in a similar job at the... Um, shopping center nearby he might have um and 1986 he wasn't a cop forever mm-mm. he quit yeah because he like got caught stealing we're gonna get into it yeah he like got caught stealing something or yeah. whatever so he wasn't a cop the whole time yeah. but like oh my god Ugh. and this is the very last murder this is the very last thing that we know okay. about him okay um may 1986 oh he's so gross huh? <laughs> he's so gross <laughs> On May 4th, 18-year-old Janelle Lisa Cruz was found after she was raped and bludgeoned to death in her Irvine home. Her family was on vacation in Mexico at the time of the attack. A pipe wrench reported missing by Cruz's stepfather. Her family was on vacation? Yep. He knew. Yep. He was a stalker. Oh, my God. Yep. Poor baby. That poor baby muffin. A pipe wrench reported oh, missing fuck. by her stepfather. So he he broke in. He did. He, it's yeah. the same thing. He mm-hmm. broke in. He took his shit. Mm-hmm. And then came back and used it on them. That yep. way there would be no record of him purchasing it anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was thought to be the murder weapon. Oh, my God. It's so fucking genius and so disgusting. I hate it. Yep. I hate all of it. Ugh. Ugh. That poor baby. Oh, my God. Yep. So... Are you ready to hear about him? Yes. Okay. Yes, because I don't. We don't know much yet. Like nothing's, not much has come out about him. Like this is so recent yep. that he's been caught. We know more about his crimes than him. So I'm really excited. This will be new. And he has three daughters. Oh my god, those poor babies. Yep. Um. All right. To so, know that about your dad. Yep. Oh my god, what they must be going through. So his name was Joseph James D'Angelo. Is. There is. <laughs> um, He's not dead yet. <laughs> he has to be brought to atonement first. They better make sure he doesn't fucking kill himself. Oh, yeah. Because another guy who was arrested for sex trafficking just hung himself in his mm-hmm. cell. Um, so, a little biography about him. D'Angelo was born on November 8th, 1945 in Bath, New York to Joseph D- James his D'Angelo. Bath. Yep. <laughs> he was born in Bath. Ew. <laughs> Well, uh, how very British of you. <laughs> he has two sisters and a brother. And at nine or ten years old, he is said to have witnessed his seven-year-old sister being raped by two men in a warehouse. <gasps> oh, my God. Yep. Ah! How old was he? Seven. Or no, his younger no, sister. His younger sister was seven. He was nine or ten. Oh my god! Yep. I hate everything. I'm done. I do too. I'm done with the world. Oh my god. Bleh. What? How do they know that? Has he has he come out with that? Yeah. 
in some sort of like in an interview or in a interrogation like what between 1959 and 1960 he attended mills junior high school in ranchero or in rancho cordova Mm -hmm. beginning in 1961 he attended folsom high school from which he received a ged certificate in 1964 oh that's interesting he didn't graduate yep he played on the school's junior varsity baseball team you know that's kind of textbook though yep i bet he was bored that would make sense I bet he was bored and his interests lay other where, like other in other w- places. And then he realized he needed his GED to function in fucking society. Mm-hmm. And then picked the perfect camouflage. Yep. Um, it's, it's chess moves. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I mean, it's like Bundy getting the getting getting a job for a while in the police station to understand the inner workings. It's 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 a chess move. Yep. Ugh, ugh, fucking predators. So he joined the U.S. Navy in September 1964 and served for 22 months during the Vietnam War as a damage controlman on the cruiser USS Canberra and USS Piedmont. Beginning August 1968, D'Angelo attended Sierra College in Rockland. In June 1970, he graduated with an associate degree in police science with honors. In May 1970, he became engaged to Bonnie Jean Caldwell, a classmate at Sierra College, but she reportedly broke off the relationship. Yeah, because she was fucking creeped out by him. Yeah. Investigators believe this might be connected to the offender saying, I hate you, Bonnie, during one of mm-hmm. the EAR attacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because um, they thought it... Oh, they thought that he was saying something else, I think. And then it turned out... They 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 unearthed that about his past fiance, and they were like, "Oh, he must have been saying Bonnie." I think mm-hmm. they thought he was saying D- "mommy." Oh, Ugh. yeah, which is even grosser. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they. Uh, I mean, ugh, ugh. Um, that that's why the and I mean, of course that that information influenced the profile. Yeah. And then it turned out that it was a name. Mm-hmm. Not an edible thing. Yep. Ugh. Either way is creepy. Like, to hear someone raping you and going, I hate you, not your name. Yep. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it's symbolic. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, God. Okay. So. Okay. I bet she feels like she dodged a fucking bullet. Jesus. Yeah. Uh. In 1971, he attended Sacramento State University, where he earned a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. Wow. Yep. He later took postgraduate courses and further police training at the College of the Sequoias in Visalia. He then completed a 32-week... In Visalia, huh? Visalia. Hmm? Then completed a 32-week police internship at the Roseville Police Department. Was he perhaps ransacking during this time? (laughs) He was. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Learning so, about how to get away with it. Yep. While doing it. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I, he was fucking intelligent about it. Yeah, he was. He was slick. Uh, from May 1973 to Speaking August. Speaking of slick, we found a baby snake in our yard, and he's so cute. Aww. And we love him. Oh. We found a little baby corn snake. He's so cute. Aww. He was little. Well, no, he was like that, but he was like, 
Oh, tiny baby. He was really sweet. I have a video. I took a video on Josh's phone of him like crawling Aww. up Josh's arm. And Aww. Cute. And then we dropped him and he burrowed down under the grass and we couldn't find him. It was oh. when Josh was mowing and we didn't want him to get run over. Yeah. But we couldn't find him. Poor baby. He was so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> okay. So for I had my- to break up the rape and murder with a cute <laughs> snake story. <laughs> From May 1973 to His August. His name 19- is Sebastian. <laughs> That's <Sorry>. precious. <laughs> I only have a few paragraphs left, and then we're done. I just had to finish. I know. <laughs> um, from May 1973 to August 1976, he was a burglary unit police officer in Exeter, a town of about 5,000 people near Visalia having relocated from Citrus Heights. By 1976, D'Angelo had been promoted to sergeant and was in charge of the Exeter Police Department's joint attack on burglary program. Because, of course, he was. Uh-huh. He then oh served in my Auburn. God. <laughs> There's a fuzzy tail under the door. Oh. He then served in Auburn from August 1976 to July 1979 when he was arrested for shoplifting a hammer and dog repellent. Mm -hmm. He was sentenced to six months probation and fired that October. Yeah, because he wouldn't take like, he didn't, I don't remember what it was. It was like, (sighs) they were going to like fully book him and like process him or something like that, which Mm would have required getting fingerprints and DNA samples and things like that. And he was Mm -hmm. like, nope, sorry, I quit. Oh. Or Shit. he refused that and so they fired him. Yeah. Or something like that. Like he would rather not be on the force anymore than give up any of that information. Wow. Because I don't think they used to fingerprint cops when you start. Now, if you work for the government at all in any capacity, you get fingerprinted. Oh, wow. Yeah. They get all like they get that all like processed and stuff because of the amount of crimes that go into it. Like when I was a teacher and when I worked in childcare, like I had to go down and get fingerprinted. Oh. Yeah. They don't, like, DNA swab you or anything, but I don't think. Oh, no, they might have cheek swabbed me. In November 1973, he married Sharon Mary Huddle and Placer. In 1980, they purchased the house in Citrus Heights, where he was eventually arrested. Huddle became an attorney in 1982, and they had three daughters, two of whom were born in Sacramento and one in Los Angeles before separating in 1991. You know, I think it's the episode when he got caught that, um, on MFM, that Karen and Georgia were talking about that, and... Karen was talking about Citrus Heights and what a fucking weird vibe that whole area has. Ooh. And, like, I guess she called her sister and was like, remember fucking Citrus Heights and, like, how gross it felt there and, like, the weird bad vibes? Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I don't know. She was just like, it's just, like, not... It's like a Pleasantville situation or something like that mm-hmm. where, like, everything looks really cookie cutter and nice on the outside, but it's also, like, crumbling and oh, gross. And, yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. She just was like, oh, this is why. Like, we were yeah. picking up his vibes. Yeah. Picking up what he was putting down. But I feel like he also, didn't he do some crimes in Citrus Heights, too? So it's like he was sitting in the crime scene. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't talk about that on here. Um I thought you mentioned him committing some crimes in Citrus Heights earlier. Maybe he did. I, th- I, I don't I th- remember. I think he did. But okay. it's like he's revisiting the crime scene and just like reveling in that. Yeah. By living in the area yep. where he committed all this fucking atrocities. Like, mm-hmm. what a fucking creep. Yeah. 
he's just middle fingering everyone. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's okay. Now I'm going to stop. Quit while I'm ahead. And I'm going to marry someone and have daughters and live right here in front of you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, world. And continue to call and harass my victims. Yep. Because I'm a huge ass piece of shit. Yep. I feel like Paul Hull said as well that like, again, like with the weird TV, like drapery thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, like they walked into his bedroom and there was a TV with like a towel over it. Oh, weird. Yeah. Gross. Uh, which I mean, they'd been separated, he and his wife. So he was living alone doing his own weird shit in his house. Yeah. Mm. Ugh, and all Ugh. the trophy stuff that they found. It's just... Oh, my God. They found, like, dishes from people's houses oh. and all kinds of stuff. Oh, my God. And if you watch Mindhunter, you'll see what weird-ass shit they do with their trophies. It's oh so God. gross. Ugh. Fuck you, BTK. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> his employment history in the 1980s is unknown. From 1990 until his retirement in 2017, he worked as a truck mechanic at a Save Mart Supermarkets Distribution Center. Under the radar, man. Yeah. He was arrested in 1996. Mediocre dude. Oh, my God. He was arrested in 1996 over an incident at a gas station, and the charge was dismissed. His brother-in-law said that D'Angelo casually brought up the East Area Rapist in conversation around the time of the original crimes. What? Yep. Neighbors reported that D'Angelo frequently engaged in loud, profane outbursts. One neighbor reported that his family received a phone message from D'Angelo threatening to deliver a load of death because of their barking dog. Oh, my God. He was living with a daughter and granddaughter at the time of his arrest. Oh, my God. And that is... There was a thing, too, that um, Karen and Georgia read on a minisode where Mm -hmm. this girl... I'm pretty sure it was a minisode... Uh, one of one of our fellow murderinos like wrote in that she was working for AT and T and like disconnected his phone. Like he called and had his phone disconnected. She oh. spoke to him. Oh, he disconnected his phone because he knew he was being tapped. Oh God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. But that is the Golden State Killer. Oh, you did a beautiful job. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. That was so good. Thank you. Oh, he's so gross. He's such a specific case. Mm-hmm. Such a specific, such a good example of this particular thing that we're talking about. Like, I know we like to talk about, like, the weird rare things, but, like, yep. this is such a specific example, and he's such a prime example. Yep. And this isn't, I don't feel like this particular kind is the kind that gets talked about a lot mm-hmm. at all. We only talk about the the people who are after drugs or, you know, the people who are this and I don't know, this and yeah. that are just pure murderers. And it's just that this is such a specific type. Yep. And it's it's just crazy. It's just cra- It's so fascinating. Yeah. And it's so he is fascinating. Mm-hmm. He was so one step ahead all the time. One step ahead. That's why there's going to be documentaries. There's going to be movies. Like, because we're fascinated by this kind of evil. It's just oh, yeah. nuts. And, um, I I mean, all of that information was straight from Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to make sure that I got that case right. I didn't want to, like, trust myself to fabricate it or anything like that. So Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's an amazing novel as well. We talked about yeah. Michelle McNamara's novel. It's called mm-hmm. I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Mm-hmm. There's another... I feel like they did something on ABC called Catching the Golden State Killer or something like that. 
um, Paul Holes and Billy Jensen, the two mm-hmm. detectives that were working with Michelle. Yeah. Um, and of course, I mean, Paul Holes was the head of the, the, the lead investigator on the mm-hmm. case. Like, they have their own podcast called The yeah. Murder Squad, which is amazing. Um, and, and, they, and they get help solving cold cases yes, from, from people armchair like us. detectives. Yeah. yeah, from people like us, which is super cool. And there, there's going to be specials and documentaries and things like that. Just learn about it. Learn all that you can so that we can all spot the signs. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's it, why it's important to go over this stuff. It's important to get into the gritty details. Yes. Because like once you can tell that someone's doing something kind of off and you can pinpoint what it is yeah. because of stuff like this, you're we, saving lives. You've got to trust your gut. And yeah, it might be your crazy neighbor that broke into your house, but fucking report that shit to the police. You're you're not you're not protecting that person. You're not protecting your family. You're not protecting mm-hmm. anyone in your area by not reporting that kind of thing. It's n- because it, chances are it's not a one-off thing. Yeah. And you're never going to regret calling the police. You're no. going to regret not calling them. Yes. And I say that from experience. Yes. Absolutely. Like and absolutely. So Let's all trust our instincts, trust our guts, be safe. Let's get a security system. I hope yep. we can get sponsored by one. That would be yeah, amazing. Yeah, like simply safe, smart, safe, whatever. Get you They're an great. Alexa thing that yeah. like flashes at you and you know, just let's Alexa all, intruder alert. <laughs> let's all be on alert if you know that there are th- and you know, we don't want to as women, we don't want to cave to that kind of thing of like, yeah. oh, there's shit going down, but I should be able to walk in my neighborhood. If you know if shit like that's going down, be informed. Make sure we're, we have to. We have to. Yep. As be women, safe about unfortunately, it. we're not equal yet. And so we have to re- we have to constantly be on alert and be safe. Get your neighborhood app. Get your get, get alerts for your local news so you know places to not go. Make sure you're on alert and you're aware of your surroundings all the time. Yep. Carry pepper spray. Carry mace. If you're going on a walk, take your dog. Take your husband. I know that they were shot too, but you know... It, it's that's all the precautions we can really take besides yep. not going for a walk in the area where we know that shit's going down yeah go to the fucking park you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like go, it's it, well it, even we, the parks weren't fucking safe because well, he's running but, through those too oh yeah, god he was such a fucking weirdo and but but still we you know what i'm saying we, mm, we all have to yeah. be smart i don't want that to come across as victim blaming yeah. because they were just trying to live their fucking lives and that's not their fault yeah but we just have to be smart Yep. Take things seriously because all it always escalates. We watched this guy because you did such a beautiful job. We saw how it escalated. Yeah. It started from burglary and then it went to this and then up to this. And it's so much creepier when it's not money they're after. Yeah. It. Oh, I mean, it's such a. That is very telling. That is such a basal. That is such a monkey brain instinct. It is. It's. It's Ugh. a, it's a, I need it, to have dominance over everything. And in the survivors, it taps into our own lizard brain. Of yeah. Like, Ugh, like my territory's been, my den's mm-hmm. been invaded. Yeah. And it wasn't my money. They were like, money's not personal. Yeah. Like when it comes to robbery, money is like, blech, you know, take it. Yep. It even makes the joke that John Mulaney told that much creepier about his friend. Yeah. Like, I feel like his friend was very sick. <laughs> like, yeah. taking people's antique photos. Not cool. Yeah. You know? Really fucking creepy, actually. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Why do you do this? 
<laughs> he took me into his bedroom and then a side room off his bedroom. Which you should never go into if someone never invites you into. Never a good into. thing to have. No. <laughs> so, all right. You ready for a game? I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. Oh, my God. That was so good. Thank you. I really need to read that book. I think I have the book on Audible. I need to listen to it. Stranger Beside Me is on my ne- my nightstand right now, though. Nice. So, here's your deck. My any deck? Any deck, yes. All right, so this is our game uh, by Drunk Stoner Stupid called If You Had To. And are you please ready? sponsor us. Yeah. Yes, please sponsor us. We have to ask you to sponsor us officially before you'll sponsor us. Yep. All right. All right, you ready? Yep. Whose turn is it? I think it's yours. Okay. okay. All right, ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, If You Had To, or I guess this is more of a would you rather question. <laughs> would you rather... Um, all children under the age of six are trying to kill you, or be an Ewok trying to make it in the NBA. I would love to do that. Yep. I would so much rather do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> children are fucking terrifying. <laughs> yes. There's and the you'd discussion. be cute and fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> and be a little least, Ewok. Yeah, at least even if you never made it. Someone would hire you for the novelty of having an Ewok on their team. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone would love you. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We forgot to plug this at the top, but please make sure you head on over to the LexingtonBookie.com and check out our friend Amanda's um, collab post that she's doing where she's got um, reading material that links up with our first 10 episodes. Um, Eventually, she's going to then do the next two. But of course, you know, life is hard and has gotten (laughs) in her way. So she's getting there. But um, I mean, she's got plenty on her site as well oh um, yeah aside from the stuff that we've done we've just given her a really easy one with this episode yeah um, <laughs> but um there, there's a lot of really cool witchy stuff that she's reading and a lot of really cool novels and crime thrillers and things like that that she's got on her on her um on her blog anyway aside yeah. from the stuff that goes with our topic so just get her click counter up she's awesome mm-hmm. you'll really enjoy her book her work and and she deserves getting her click counter up like oh, for sure and we <laughs> all also it's about to be cold you we're all about to be trapped indoors let's mm-hmm. snug let's find some cool books to snuggle up with yeah right yeah yeah so um Anything else? Do you have any other business? I don't have anything. Just oh, yes. Search um, protector. Definitely make sure to head on over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Mm-hmm. If you like the show, give us a five-star <laughs> review. Um, and you'll get entered into a drawing to win a free poster that my beautiful husband is drawing. They're going to be super cute. We can't wait to post it. I wish he'd get it done so we could post a picture <laughs> of it. Um, also, please donate on our Patreon. We really want to get merch, you guys. Yeah, we really, but we really have to have money merch. to do that. Yeah, but the only way we can get money to do that, we've put so much of our own money into our equipment and things like that like we don't have more to spend <laughs> so yeah. like please head over to our, our patreon and give us some money so that we can make amazing shot glasses and super cute t-shirts mm-hmm. of the come and go for you yeah and um oh i do um i do have a couple of things to plug real oh, quick okay i do have a couple of surge protector moments um, slip it in <laughs> slip it in the butt um okay so one is we have a facebook group yes now and i am posting arguably too much no (laughs) you're doing amazing it's really good it's really really good um so please head over to that join it discuss things with me look at the fun recipes that i'm posting on there you guys post stuff on there too kita's already posted the stuff she's amazing i love you what's it called Um, 
It's Unspeakables United. Yes. It um, And it, it's a closed group, so people won't see the weird shit that you're posting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you do have to request to join. You have to answer some questions. Please just answer those. Those are for us to just kind of see, like, what you like and what you're looking for. Um, and... Also, we'll let you in. Like, yeah. Just don't be a creep. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, read the rules. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Uh, that's rule number two. Don't be a dick. Um, and don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the second thing I have to plug is um, something really excited. It's not official yet. So, like, I can't, like, I can't. We can't say, officially say anything. Say anything. Like, but look forward to something happening in January. That might be live. Yeah. <laughs> that we're doing. Yeah, that, <laughs> but again, we need money. Yeah. So please donate on Patreon. Please, yeah. please, please, please. Every little bit helps. Please give um, a dollar. It gives you, you know, any tier that you donate to gives you full access to all of our content. Mm-hmm. But of course, the more you donate, the more privileges you get as far as like, you know, um, getting to pick an, getting episode, to pick an topic. episode topic, getting yeah. a free shot glass when we finally get enough money to get them. Mm-hmm. We have so many cool ideas for shot glasses, you guys. Yeah. And then you can take shots with us out of your cool shot glass. And, and uh, when, when you are a first, um, when you are the first donor in your tier, you are going to get a special package for yes. being the first donor in that tier. Absolutely. No matter what tier it is. Number five has already been claimed, um, but you can... You can donate any at any tier. other tier. We'll give and you get shout that. outs online and yeah. shout outs on the podcast. And right now we're shouting out everyone because we mm-hmm. don't have very many donors. So uh-huh. um, uh, once we get up to where we can't, <laughs> that will probably change. But yeah. um, get us to where we can't, please. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I Those mean, of you other who than listen that. every week, just give us, you know, please. And we understand that p- some people can't, and and that's fine too. But. Share um, our stuff. Share it with your friends. Share share us around yeah. so that we can because we really love doing this and we want to be able to continue to bring you mm-hmm. guys really awesome content and we have so much more planned that we want to do but time is a bitch. Yeah. And, and I'm also in school again. Yes. Like, yeah. We have we have day jobs that we'd like to quit. So um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this topic as much as we did. We just found it so fascinating mm-hmm. um, and definitely remember... Um, <laughs> oh, uh, unless unless you're a home invader just remember <laughs> you are not a monster <laughs> bye, bye guys, guys. <laughs> thank you for listening to talk crooked music is by gizla Nebach. check out our website talkcrooked.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids as well as resources to get involved to keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things crooked you can follow us on instagram twitter tumblr and facebook at talk crooked To keep the shots coming, access exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout-out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.